Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of fandom access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. Tonight, The Walking Dead, (laughs) Resident Alien, Snowpiercer, Star Trek Picard, and Star Trek Discovery, and whatever else we babble about, because I'm sure it'll be something. Let me let my lovely co-hosts in. Hello. Hello, ladies. Hi, guys. How is everyone? Good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. And a belated happy birthday, AJ. Oh, yes. Happy Thank birthday. Thank you. Sorry. Hope you got a good, uh, did, you, did you get a good cake? I know you, you talked about this. You're the cake maker. Yeah, no, I didn't make myself make cake. cake. No. A, a bunch of people <laughs> asked me that. That's when you go buy one. No, I actually, what I actually got myself was a cookie pie. I haven't had cookie pie in a while. Oh, oh nice. Well, so. if that's what you like, that's good. <laughs> so. That's nice. Me, I didn't have person. to. I eat cake well, you, make... <laughs> you always make special cakes for the kids, right? So. Yeah. Uh, but you should have to make your own. Yeah. So, all righty. Well, that was good. Uh, Jamie, shall we talk about The Walking yeah. Dead for starters? Walking Dead. Go sure. for it. Now, I'm going to have to, I want to be careful because I think I'm too ahead now because I had to for the interview. Um, so this is the one where um, Hornsby and uh, Pam, or Milton, Pamela Milton, go to Alexandria, right? They go to all the communities. They go to Alexandria, well, Hilltop, yeah. and Oceanside in the hope of convincing them to join, to join up. Yeah. Um, um, and then the one I – sorry, go ahead. cut you off. And then the, the B story was uh, Max coming to Eugene and being like, yeah. uh, I was Stephanie. How could you have believed that other chick was Stephanie, which was so dumb, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so – this is where after I watched this one, I don't know, I kind of feel like, and, and you seem to, I don't know, maybe you disagree, because for me, what you said, I think you disagree with me, but I kind of think it sounds like Pamela's, like, trying. Like, I don't think she's a bad person. I I mean, I'm not saying that necessarily she had a reason that she became the leader, because you said, like, her father was president or whatever, and they just sort of, she, yeah. you know, took over. But, um, I mean, she seems to try to help the people. At least, in my opinion, she seems to be trying for the most. Now, not that they need, we talk again about that doesn't mean they need this class system. That's another issue. But um, I don't know. I mean, she seems to be overall good, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Warren's um, V is a sleaze ball. Um, I still think he, he's up to something. I don't know. Um, I didn't, when I talked to, to, to Josh Hamilton, he seemed to think that he was, um, I mean, he made it sound like he wasn't bad, but I don't know. I still think there's something going on regardless of what he says to me, so I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that was what I got out of it, and I was confused, though, when I told you this when I talked to you. When I first watched this, I was confused because I didn't understand Aaron's conversations with Hornsby. It made it, to me, seem like he was sneaking around with him, but I think it's just because they, I don't know if they switched 
times around, like, and they're going back and forth, or they're just showing, like, the people were at both places, and they came back to Alexandria to help. That's what confuses me, because Aaron is, like, at Alexandria, but I know he's, like, also at least later at the community, so I, I don't know if they're supposed to be, like, coming back to help, or if I misunderstood. I, I don't know. That part confuses me. I don't know that it matters, but it confuses me. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, so our Daryl and and whoever Carol they've been at they've been at the Commonwealth for some period of time and they've come back with Lance to try to convince everyone to form an alliance with the with the Commonwealth. Well, yeah, um, I knew Carol but, and Daryl, but but it did sound so we don't really know how much time has gone by, but a while, right? Um, it yeah. did. There was something at one point. Aaron said something, and I forget what it was. I texted you about this. That made it sound to me as though Aaron has been. Oh, I know it was. Aaron said something like, "Well, there's 50,000 people in the Commonwealth. 49,000 of them are nice." Um, and it just whatever he was saying there made it sound to me as though he has been to the Commonwealth. I don't know if he right. Like I was confused. I was like, "Has he yeah. been there? Does he know them?" Or he's... from after, and this isn't spoiling its state. I was under the impression after what I watched after that he's living there. So that's why I didn't know if they came back and we had questioned whether or not Gabriel was there earlier because we saw, thought we saw him in both places. So, well, I don't know. I don't know if it in matters. This episode, Again, in, this totally episode, open, in this episode, Aaron is definitely represented as the leader of the Commonwealth right now. To me, that's how, I mean, he's the one negotiating with whether I mean, or not they're joining. I mean, the leader of Alexandria, right? Yeah, okay. I was um, say, excuse me. Yeah. Leader of Alexandria. It also was a little odd so it has always been it has always been on this show that alexandria was run by a committee right like once once rick's people took over they had a they've always had a council that ran alexandria and the council was like daryl and carol and michonne and aaron and gabriel and whoever right and the council made decisions council made decisions but in this episode I don't know. I mean, it was almost like Aaron had the authority, but maybe whoever, like, you're right, almost all the council is gone, but. Um, well, everybody, I mean, everybody's at the Commonwealth. So I, I was thinking to begin with, I'll be honest, I've told you before, I get Hilltop and Alexandra confused at who's at which. So Maggie runs Hilltop. Yeah. Guess. So that would make sense, well, I mean, Aaron. But yeah, everybody else is gone. So how would you decide who decides, you know? There was, there was so much that was dumb about this this storyline because I mean I think Aaron was making the right decision because your people are starving to death and your town is falling down and yeah, like and the Commonwealth has like a threat like a thri- look they're thriving they have fifty thousand people they have gasoline they have bullets they have they have things that they shouldn't have that don't make any sense like you and I have talked about like yeah. they have ice cream they have unlimited electricity they have unlimited bullets how do they manufacture armor that's all identical. Like, how do they, like, they must have, do they have a plastic factory, like a Kevlar factory somewhere, right? Like, what the hell? Um, mm-hmm. And and so Lance is Or they had smarmy. really great Star Wars production there, and they saved them all. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. right? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, Lance is smarmy, and he's up to something, and, and I think what he's up to is that he wants to get Pamela to let him, I think maybe he wants Pamela to tend to be the governor to be like the governor of this, these three of this territory, right? Um, yeah. And she knows he's ambitious, but I, I thought Aaron Aaron's making the right decision. And the idea, so first of all, the idea that Maggie 
I mean, if you think Alexandria's bad, I'm sorry, what's that hilltop? Like, it's like a field and one wall, right? Uh, or one wall's broken down and they, like, you didn't yeah, see think barely a building. A right? There's um, barely a building there anymore. And Maggie's like, oh, I've seen a lot of communities and they're all like, you know, you have to give something up or whatever. Well, Maggie, like, you're, like, like I think Diane, like, I didn't blame Diane for leaving. Yeah, no, I didn't like, I, I said go. before, I'd be long gone. <laughs> Even the, if it's not perfect, yeah. I'd be long gone. And the dumbest part of all is that Oceanside is like, we're not signing up unless Maggie signs up. So, I'm sorry, hasn't Maggie been gone for like five years and she just came back like a, like a month ago or whatever, right? Like Maggie left yeah. to go live with Georgie. There was a time jump. She's been gone literally for years. And, and she like, They've been back for, I don't know, they've been back for a couple of months probably, right? And so yeah. to me, for Oceanside to be like, well, we're not in unless Matt, we'll do whatever, wait, like, wait, what? Like, she's been gone for years, and like, you were leader, what? That yeah. Didn't, that didn't make sense. Yeah. But, I agree. I mean, I think, I mean, there I think that, but. I mean, what's so wrong about taking some help from the Commonwealth if your people are like, if you're like, like, Remember when Maggie came back from that hunting trip, which was like, I mean, I guess it just shows how out of touch um, Pamela is. But Maggie comes back and she's like, I went hunting. I didn't catch much. And they're like, oh, it's more than we've had in forever. And it's like two ducks or two pheasants or whatever, right? Yeah. So you, you can see, if they consider that a lot of food, you can see that they're like starving, right? I don't yeah. know. It's just like Maggie, you're, Maggie's being kind of a jerk. Um, well, because really can see but I mean I think Maggie's worried that if they accept the help that there's going to be a price to pay at least that's how I take oh. it not that she I don't know that she's right she's not wrong I think right? she's worried because they've had I mean it's not like they haven't had those kind of things happen before I mean you think back even to like the hospital with her sister remember when she got in the hospital and like she had to pay off her way or whatever and she ended up dead I mean okay but she people, ended up dead in like a Man, no, I know. Of, I'm thinking you know. that was per se why she ended up dead. I just meant. Um, but the thing is, is in in this world that they're in, generally people don't give you something for nothing. Um, and I yeah. think she's afraid it's too good to be true. And I mean, you know, because this is a TV show, that it's not going to be perfect, and there's going to be things, a bad underbelly, whatever. Does it mean all of them are wrong or, or bad? Yeah. No, just like there's a lot of humans in general even now that are evil it doesn't mean they all are you know i mean there's always going to be some people but um yeah i I think that she's just a little too cautious and i think that it's time they leave in my opinion but i can at the same time i understand why she feels that way i just think she's holding out too long well i don't like it's it's ridiculous alexander the commonwealth is driving a stupid bargain that it's like all or nothing like, why is it the all three communities or none, right? Like, well, I'm sorry, Lance, what's that all about? Like, yeah, that was that's, just, I think, his thing, because he wants to run that, That's not a that's way to, like, show yourself as a good partner. Um, and, I mean, look, the Commonwealth has some faults, well, but like, not... gave him stuff, though, I think, didn't she? Even though he said that, I mean... I mean, the Commonwealth is not like the saviors who were like, "We're taking fifty percent of your food, or we're going to let we're going to let walkers come into your town." Right? Like, they're not like that. That is not the deal the Commonwealth is making right now. Um, yeah, it seems like, like a pretty good like, deal. 
the saviors were much more overtly um, extorting people, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and they were much more openly like a bad community. I mean, in terms of good or bad, like I mean, there's no, I don't, I mean, I think whether Pamela's good yeah, or bad, I think or, good or bad, bad per se, in this world, it's anymore. an oversimplification, right? Um, right. I mean, I think I think Pamela's I think Pamela's a bad person in the sense that she thinks that like the rich people should be in charge and should get big houses. And like the workers yes. should get small houses, but, and yes, she's I got agree. This very... see, what I'm seeing from it, what I'm saying is, I see her as, regardless of that, like that. You're right. You're 100 percent right. But I'm also seeing, you know what? She kept this community together, and these people were alive. So well, she so did doing Megan. something right, and so did the governor. Well, but yes, but Negan and the governor were also torturing people and making people fight zombies. And I mean, she's not. It seems to me on the surface that she's not that she's a good leader per se, but she's they have a thriving community is the way that I see it. Like I like I said, should there be class systems? No. But I even had this discussion with you. I asked you though, the truth is I, I feel like if you have a a society, not a community, I mm-hmm. want to say a society. I'm looking that in a different way. I think you're yeah. always going to have class systems, no matter what you do to some extent, because people that do something more important are going to expect more. That's just the way things are. It's not the way it should be. I'm not saying that, but I mean, if the people right. are more useful, they're going to get more money. They're going to get more. It's, yeah. just, it's the way it's yeah. going to work. Well, Doesn't but have what's to be that more important? No. But what's more important? Pamela's in a mansion, and she's got Rosita and Daryl. The army in shitty, like, like, is it more important to be in the army and killing zombies, or is it more important to be like Pamela and giving it and like being the governor, right? Like, that's arguable, right? This is an opportunity. These people are alive. They have food. They're not being hurt. They're not being tortured. I see it as overall. It seems to be it's good. Is it perfect? No. Is it good? Probably not. But it looks good from the surface. And that's kind of another thing that's kind of wrong with this episode, all these Commonwealth episodes, is that they're they're making it out like something's rotten in the Commonwealth. But if if inequity is really what it's about, like okay, like we have that now, you know. That's well, no exactly. Yeah. Are the Walking Dead? Are the writers trying to like give us commentary on our current society? Because we're well aware of it, and that's not why I watch the show. It's for social commentary right. on like rash, rationing of. You know, this idea of rationing of, of medical care. Um, as far as I know, Tommy might be the only surgeon in the entire Commonwealth. So, yeah, there's a waiting list for surgery, right? This idea that there's a waiting list for surgery is a little, like, I agree with to you. me, not, to it's, it's not don't. a strong storyline. Unless, unless there was absolute proof that, like, we're not giving him his surgery because uh, he doesn't have a He's job a or because... Yeah, or because we're because we're only a zookeeper, or because he's black, or whoever knows, right? Um, but yeah. it could be that if it's like because there's a hundred people that need surgery that were there before him, then or that have yeah, worse that, problems than that, or that are more sick, right? That's not ever clear. Yeah. That's not ever clear. Now, I also think it was no, a little bit totally dumb right. though for Ezekiel to be like, "Oh no, it's not fair if other people are in line," and Carol's like, "Well, yeah, but if the line is bullshit and you can get to the front of it and live, like whatever, right?" Um, I mean, yeah. they're both right, except for the fact that, like, the line is bullshit only because Carol says, like, we don't really know if the line is real or not, right? But it's a little, yeah, yeah it's a little hard to see the Commonwealth as really. I have to say really, part of the line. 
has to be bullshit because if she can get him to the front of the line just by doing something, then obviously it's not completely fair. But does that mean that all of it's unfair or does that mean the top 5% is unfair type of thing, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, um, and I mean, Lance wants something from her, which we don't know what it is, right? That's kind of how he got to the yes. front of the line. Um, mm-hmm. Lance owed her a favor. And I think, I think the favor is way out of not equal. Like she, she got him a few bottles of wine. And so he gets, he gets as equal to the front of the surgery line ahead of like 100 yeah, people. I feel like when they're he not that, equal, he's going to owe him something else or he's yeah. going to expect something else. Yeah. Um, or maybe he just but, wants her on his side. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it, it is your, I mean, it is really hard to see what really is so wrong at the Commonwealth right now. Like, okay, it's kind of uncool that they're basing your job on what you did before. And there was a point in this week's episode where, where, Somebody asks Daryl what he did before. Lance asks him, or Pamela asks him. Lance, maybe somebody asks him what he did before, and he says it doesn't matter. Not here. It doesn't matter to us, right? And it's true at the at yeah. Alexandria, and really every place no we've been, yeah. pretty much every episode we've ever seen of all these shows, it doesn't matter what you did before, unless you're a doctor or something like yeah. that. You know, I think he has a responsibility to be a surgeon if he can be a surgeon but right but daryl had daryl had no job before the apocalypse so that, that doesn't right. make him but that unfit, doesn't mean he's right? not capable of a job yeah carol also carol was a stay-at-home mom carol is and, like a, a and you know the other of, thing is the other thing is pamela is like a leader because her parents were a leader i mean how many people didn't have jobs because of their parents like were rich or something that doesn't mean they weren't capable of a job like that, well, that's says, why it's not Maggie says to her, like, something about, like, how opportunity is something that people say who, like, are privileged, and you've had more opportunities than anyone I know, right? Like, Pamela, Maggie calls her out on it, like, that you came from privilege and somehow you got to be, uh, yeah. It was all kind of, yeah, it's really hard to see, like, what's, so really the only thing that we've seen that's really suspicious of Commonwealth is this whole stupid Eugene thing. And, and I really didn't, the more I thought about the Eugene scenes, the less and less, the worse and worse it, it is. Like, that was just. I still like Eugene. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you can like Eugene and still admit that this is horrible writing and a stupid story. And first of all, like this, first of all, the di- the writing is terrible and the dialogue is terrible, right? And this conversation that that Max and and Eugene have, which I'm sorry, but like they must have been talking on the radio like every single day for three years to know each other as well as we're supposed to believe in this conversation, right? And that she's like, yeah, like the that fact Max that they were in love with each other before they saw each other. That's kind of a little well that. That Max oh, has the nerve to be mad at Eugene, and she's like, "Oh, how could yeah, you do that other girl with me?" How was it his right? fault? Although it wasn't really her fault either, but yeah, she shouldn't be mad no. at him. That's it's sense. supposed. I mean, she, you know, she's acting like you know me so well. How could you think it was someone else? It's like one of these things. Have you ever seen like a soap opera where like yeah. you ever like single white single white female? where Jennifer Jason Lee like, tries to get the boyfriend drunk and have sex with him and make him think that she's actually Bridget Fonda. Or like in a soap opera when the evil twin will have sex with the husband and then be, the wife is always like, how did you not know it was me? 
Uh, like that's like yes, I felt the difference like, we live with somebody compared to you talk on yeah, the radio. I felt for, I felt um, for Max to to be mad at Eugene when Eugene's the one who has been like played and betrayed hard, right? And then and then yeah. Max is mad at him, and then he actually goes and apologizes to her. Like I'm like, wait, what? What is like Eugene? You're, Eugene, you're the worst. Well, I think maybe it was partially about the way he acted. I thought, but yeah, but I he had every know. right to act that way. Oh my God! It was just so dumb. And, right, um, but it wasn't her like, fault uh, either. I'm just it was, look, what was not her fault? That he got tricked. She had nothing to do with it. Well, but he did. But okay, but that doesn't mean she has the right to be like, like. No, she doesn't have the right to be mad at him. I agree with you, but I'm saying he shouldn't be mad at her either. She had nothing to do with it. It wasn't her fault they tricked him. Okay, she he she had been there for it. over three months, and she waited until now to say anything, and she acted like it was some big betrayal. Yeah, she could have gone. It's been th- it's been three, probably four months now that Eugene has been there, and Stephanie's been missing for a while, and and like why why she didn't say anything like in the beginning, like if she loves him so much, why didn't she go to him and be like, hey, that's not me, something's fishy here, be careful. In yeah. fact, I'm not sure I believe any of it because Dory just sounds like such bullshit about how, like, I found a bunch of radio parts in the trash. All they needed was a little love. I was like, okay, like, first of all, I can't imagine that anyone would throw out radio parts in the zombie apocalypse where people are not manufacturing anything new and you have to recycle everything, right? Except well, apparently the yeah. Commonwealth has factories. They have, everything. I was going to say, but they have factories Ugh. and money and it's and the dialogue, all it really needs is a little love, which is like a line right out, like about the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, right? I was just like, this is, it was just, it was, it, I, it was so bad that I, 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 I'm like, this writing is so bad. And then I was like, wait a minute, maybe she's lying also. Like, maybe, like, why would Eugene even believe her? Like, why would Eugene believe her at all? Right? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, thought, I, I think try, it's terrible, when I watch and I don't this, care. I don't always hate the show as much as you do, but I also <laughs> don't. I also try not to pick it apart like you do, because I know from going down that road, it makes you enjoy things a lot less. Like, I I watch it for it's a it's a zombie show, and I try not to to think of it as having an Emmy winning script. But this doesn't make sense, but I just go with it. I know. Like, yeah, it's okay. It doesn't make sense. But I guess, um, but but yeah. I guess part of my no, problem is that it's I'm not, part of my problem is I that agree. it is not a zombie show anymore. It's not a zombie show. Oh, that was my and my yeah, big complaint you know, that I texted you. Thing is, it isn't a zombie show this season. That is kind of weird that it's like all about the Commonwealth, and it seems like there's like not. I mean, not that there's not yeah. walkers in the story, but it seems like the tone and is kind of shifted a lot. But I, I kind of assume yeah. it's just because they're going towards an end and they're. With them being at a place, it's kind of hard to put all that yeah. in there when it's blocked off from everything. I don't know. Uh, so two things that, that in this episode, you and I talked about the her that attacks Alexandria, and yes. and the and and the stormtroopers like fire a billion bullets and kill all these zombies, right? Actually, it was a very mm-hmm. small herd. But and you and I discussed. Do you think that Lance? was behind that, like purposely brought a herd so he would be able to show his superior army off to the Alexandrians. Yeah. I should have outright asked him that because I, I told him, I said, I don't think they ever said any episodes, but I never actually asked him that, which was stupid on my part. But if, I don't know if he could have told me anyway. But, um, but yeah, I definitely think he did it. Um, 
the thing is, is I, when I watch this show, one of the things, and this is the one thing I do like about this show, it often, because you, you see, like, the bad people, they seem to be bad and do bad things, but it, I, I've said before, if we saw the show from somebody else's point of view, would we consider the main people bad for the things they've done? You know what I mean? Well, like wiped out every community they've ever met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like how they, you know, killed the whispers in their sleep and all that. But no, but I just always try to see it like from the other person's point of view. And like, even if he did bring the walkers in, they had all the soldiers there and nobody got killed. So technically, uh-huh. even if he did, was that totally an evil thing to do? Was it a good thing? No. I'm not saying that he's good. I'm not saying he's not an asshole. I'm not saying he's not a sleazeball. But I feel like I don't know that I quite think he's evil. It's just well, I, I, again, um, I think that's an oversimplification. I, I, I there's not levels of bad there, and good. So. There, there's nobody evil in this. So, I mean, Negan was an evil, I mean, a, a really bad guy. Like, like, I was he evil? I mean, so that guy evil. Pope was evil, right? That guy Pope was evil. And yeah, but like nobody, like for the most part, I mean, and and as we discussed, when Negan I had a point evil, of view. Somebody who tortures and murders people, evil. Like he like didn't the get governor. killed, even if he. Yeah, like I'm saying, even if he brought the walkers in, they had soldiers there to protect the people. Nobody got hurt. Did it make it okay? Uh, no. But I don't know how bad I consider it. If that makes sense, like morally, like it's. It wasn't good, but it wasn't really. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because we don't know whether he did it or not. But that's just yeah. I try to look at it that way. And I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, you know, part of the, that. Well, I mean, another thing that was annoying there was like the number of people who fired guns in this episode. Like, so we're pretty much don't. I guess we're over the part where if you shoot a gun, it attracts more zombies. Remember that? Remember how that was a thing yeah. for like five years, and now apparently you yeah. can just fire tons and tons of weapons all the time and not worry about it. Like, like. Um, Pamela Milton appears to be hunting for sport, right? They were not hunting for food to survive. She's like, let's go hunting. And, you know, they get like two birds and Maggie brings home to eat. But, like, she's hunting for sport, right? Like, who goes and shoots mm-hmm. a gun? Like, that makes no sense to me. And and because when when, yeah. when the stormtroopers fired all those bullets to, like, kill all those zombies like which maggie and her gang kind of had it under control with their knives and bows and stuff right mm-hmm. um i mean that was obviously a display of force um like and then i also like there was that scene where maggie and pamela are having their own private talk by themselves and like two zombies managed to creep up within like four feet of them without them even noticing which to me was kind of like like Come on, that really happens to Maggie. How does a walker sneak up on Maggie nowadays? Right? How yeah. are they so not alert to what's going on around them? You know, and, I think and not careful. Problem, I think some of the problem also with this show is that it's been on so long. The, the zombies don't always seem dangerous, and they're always trying to find ways to make them dangerous, and it doesn't always work. Yeah. Like, you're right. Like, that totally yeah. didn't happen. But if there's no tension at all and the zombies don't try to attack them, then they have no show at all. So, yes. I, I mean, sometimes yes. you kind of got to realize it's just the way it is. It's suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But, but yes, I agree with you, Matt. It wouldn't have happened ever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's why herds have become a bigger and bigger issue in, right, as the show went on, yeah. um, that the single zombie is not really, shouldn't 
really be a problem. The thing um, is, is the show has, has was always at its best when it was more about what the people did than what the zombies did, and about how people can be worse than the walkers. That's how you yeah you say. And I think people who have so a classified well, and right, and people trying to recreate the like sort of structure that existed before the apocalypse mm-hmm. is a. Uh, I mean, it's not maybe the they could maybe have some better ideas, but it certainly is not equal to like the things we've seen in the past, right? Like it, it it's really. Mm-hmm. I guess it's really difficult to write a convincingly dangerous community that has electricity and And ice cream and doctors and right like 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 yeah i think they kind of have to go that way because they're ending the show like they want it to head towards the comic and this is where the comic book went right right that's my point it isn't necessarily that they decided that this is the way it that they're following it but you know Um, again though Oh, it's going to happen because I haven't read the comic, yeah. so I, I can't really. I, I, this, I'm really feeling like this last chapter of the comics about the Commonwealth just does not translate well for television. Um, and and they're making Lance much more than he was in the comics, right? Um, yeah. he's working a little bit for me. Like he's he's a guy who's definitely scheming and ambitious and got some plans, but they don't. They're not the kind of plans like like remember when Gregory wanted to assassinate Gregory was the leader of the hilltop and he's like oh I'm gonna try to have Maggie murdered because she's a threat to my power like that was a good story and 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 convincing and dramatic right um, mm-hmm. and this is just not like uh, like first of all who cares if they overthrow Pamela she's like uh, she's kind of a bitch and she's not a character that we care at all about right so whatever overthrow her who cares. Um, and I, you definitely I just like her a lot more than I do. <laughs> well, she's 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 kind of worthless. Like like she hasn't really shown any real leadership ability. We're not aware that she's ever actually done anything, right? That's true. She's um, leading, but we don't know how much of it's her and how much of it's her people and everything else. It's kind of hard to judge. And, and she's a condescending jerk, right? She's sort That's of a like true. she's a snob and condescending, and it does look yeah. like starting to look like Mercer is not so happy, right? Um, right, right. And I, I, like I just her. think she's she's just kind of like any other worthless person in Congress right now who really could give a shit about the people they represent and and just yeah. want to sit in their office and, like, do whatever, right, and get yeah. reelected to retain their power. Um, but, like... Yeah, maybe they should Lance, have a democracy. <laughs> Lance's, Lance's desire for power clear to me why it matters to anybody who doesn't live inside the Commonwealth. And if you don't like it, you're allowed to leave the Commonwealth anytime you like. You're not a prisoner there, right? Yeah. And that's what I said to him. As much as he says to Carol about the different people and, like, the reasons they want power, like, he seems to want power just for the sake of having power, not necessarily to lead. Because he tells her it's because he believes in everything. But I don't necessarily believe that statement. I think he wants to rule people. At least that's the opinion I get oh. out of him. She doesn't believe it either. Pamela knows that he's no. like a obsequious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. But um, um, but anyway, he totally. I think bullshit's that part. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it's just very low stakes. Like it's not like when when Gregory and you know, um, mm-hmm. 
and there's not enough that's so visibly wrong at Commonwealth that it's worth Daryl and Carol trying to take the place down, right? Right. Well, so far. I mean, we don't know, but so far. Like, be friends with them. Go there for your doctor visit twice a year and then go home to Alexandria. Like, what's the problem? Don't live there if you don't like it. Yeah, although I, I get the opinion that if they don't live there, they may not keep helping them. I don't know. Um, because they don't like that they're not, you know, putting their communities under common, the Commonwealth or whatever. But, um, but yeah, they're not, I mean, they're not prisoner. They can leave. That's why I said it, it doesn't seem like such a bad place. But I, I feel like there, there's got to be something else coming that's worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it's the end. Maybe they'll get a nice happy ending. Kind of doubt it, but, you know, don't know. Uh, it, also, it's hard to say. The other thing is we because... also know that... We also know that Carol and Daryl are going to leave. Ma- Maggie's going to leave, but Maggie wasn't going to go. So that Maggie and, and Negan really are irrelevant to that case. But we know that something has to happen that causes Carol and Daryl to leave. So it can't yeah. be idyllic or they wouldn't leave. You know. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's, we know it's not going like the major thing that happens in the comic book is, is Rick is murdered at the Commonwealth. And so that's not going to happen, right? No, um, unless somebody else is murdered instead of him. But I, I don't know what the story well, is. Well, and he's, he's killed. He's killed by a person who has not been a big feature. Who is not? We haven't seen. Like, he's not killed by Lance. I'll tell you that, right? Rick is not no, killed I by know. Lance. I read, little, I read about it a little bit before I did the interview. It sounded like he was a good character in the in the comic, but that doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah, so that's the case. and a smaller so, character, yeah. But, anyway, yeah. anyway, I thought it was not a great episode. I thought it was sort of like, I mean, I really think in the final season of the show, why are we dwelling on Eugene's, like, romances with a series of women with the same glasses? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I guess I see that. I don't know. See, I like the Eugene stuff. I felt bad because I like Eugene. Like, I want him to get some happy, you know, but if you don't like Eugene, then yeah, I can see that you, you would be annoyed by it. Look, he can but be I happy without having this ridiculous I, thing. Yeah, I agree with, with some of what you're saying. Um, yeah. But now, it's over. Right. I don't need to keep dwelling on it, I don't think, hopefully. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but some of the people there seem okay. I don't think, like I said, I don't think necessarily Pamela's bad other than the whole class thing, which isn't good, but isn't really bad. I like Mercer. Look, I think Mercer. She's not just a classist. She's she like she doesn't. She's probably ineffective. She doesn't seem to do anything. She's not like she's a bad person. Like like I feel like like she's not a good person necessarily. She's not. She doesn't have an evil plan to like do experiments on people or torture. Like she's not. She's not like Elizabeth at at the at the CRM. Which by the way, does the CRM know about the Commonwealth? Like that is like suspiciously not. Anything we like is the serum going to figure into this by the serum. Over. Well, maybe it is um, run by the serum, and we don't I, I, right. Maybe the serum is in the comics, is it? No. Um, um, I, I don't know, but all, all I said is, regardless of anything, all I know is they're a thriving community. Is it because of her yes. leadership? I don't know, but it's but she's not terrible. I mean, yeah, she's not terrible. Right. She's she's got. I mean, even like. Ineffective leaders can have good people around them. He's better than any of the other leaders they've ever come across. (laughs) What is that? I mean, yeah. Look, she's better than Rick. Kind of my boy. She's better than Jack on Law. Other than our people. Other than our people. She's she's better than any of them. She's better than Terminus, right? Um, Yeah. 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 
but I mean, she's not like a good or a bad person, but she's not, yeah, she's not trying to like, she's not like Negan forcing all the, all the wives to like become his wives and forming a harem and, you know, uh, and like forcing these women to be his sexual concubines and, right. you know, burning people, torturing people. Um, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff isn't happening. So there's that. And, now, and you don't like it? Like, like, you don't like it? Don't live there. Bad. I'm sorry? If you don't like it, go get surgery someplace else, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll get surgery and leave. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what, what happens. Um, but anyway, okay. people can read the interview with, with Josh Hamilton. He, I, I mean, I uh, think he's doing very good work. He, he, like, Lance is horrible, and I want to punch him in the face every time I see him, and that's because of Josh Hamilton's work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's good at it. He, he's good at being – and he's the thing is, when you see – like, when I've seen him, like, he looks so different, like, in real – I mean, not that he looks different. Obviously, he's the same actor, but, I mean, like, he does not – like, he gives such a different air. You know what I mean? Like, he seems like yeah. he's a nice guy, and then you, you watch that, and it's just they're so different, it's funny. But anyway, people yeah. can read that. Um, uh, can read that. So far this week, cool. I haven't heard about another one. I'm assuming there will probably be one, hopefully soon at some point. And I'm sure there'll be uh, fear interviews upcoming. Um, if people want to wait for, I don't know what day. You know, what day does fear start? Because obviously, I, my, I think it's not till April, right? Is that because that's why I was surprised because of the. It usually doesn't start till Walking Dead ends. It won't start till Walking Dead ends, and this is only well, episode 11. Well, I don't 11. think there's many more. The thing is, I don't think there's many more episodes of Walking Dead before the break. I think there's, like, maybe um, two or three more. April yeah. 8th. Am I looking at the right thing? It's April 8th is here. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Wait. April okay, sounds yeah. right to me. I was reading. I'm like, wait, who are those characters? I was reading it, making sure I'm looking at the right press release. Yeah. Yeah, April 8th. Uh, well, it's embargo till April 8th. No, no, no. It's it's April 17th, which probably means it's on um, it's probably on AMC Plus on the 8th. Yeah. It's probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. Um, so let's yeah, move it along. We'll be talking about that too soon, but not yet. All right. Um, okay. Well, you want to talk about uh, uh Snowpiercer, Resident Alien, which do we want to do next? AJ, you pick. Let's let's do Alien. Okay. Okay. This is the episode with the egg. Yeah. Yes. With Goliath's egg. AJ, yeah. why don't you why don't you go, AJ, let us know what you thought. You've been quiet for a while. Um So this was a fun episode. Um <laughs> you know, I don't know how, like, it, it's weird. Like, Harry's becoming more human, obviously. And when she's around, I felt like Bad Scully was a fun protagonist um, until he lopped okay. her head off with another train. Bad Scully is no more. <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked by that. I actually, I actually audibly was like, Ugh, when that happened. Yeah, like, no, I, I did not see him killing her. I was, I was very yeah, surprised by that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that nothing happened. I kind of covered thought in at the, no, nothing. I thought, I thought at the last second Austin might walk in and stop him. 
Yeah, but I now. did too. No, instead she showed up right afterwards and was like, what's on your face? And he's like, I may have killed her. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever the hell he says. At least, at least Harry has learned that killing is bad. <laughs> so he knows something. But you know what? He knows he to, to be fair. Her. Not that he, that he doesn't kill her. And he doesn't care, but he knows that she cares. Let's put it that way. He knows he's not supposed yeah. to. That's a better, better to way. To be fair, yeah. though, she's a human. Yeah. She's a federal agent, and she murdered the pizza guy for no reason. So, she murdered a lot of yeah. people for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, but, and, I mean, that pizza guy did not – the only thing that pizza guy did was be across the street from one of the murals. That, that, that was his only <laughs> – so. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, but she's definitely a threat. I mean, like, I do think Harry's justified in killing her, right? That's good. Yeah, I was just surprised by she's it. A, I was surprised by it, too. Um, um, I really enjoyed um, Mike and Liv this week. Um, I've been enjoying Mike more. I mean, Mike's always been pretty funny since the show started. He's kind of been out there, and we've been like, what the hell? But as we learn more about him, I like, they actually – I mean, Liv's always been doing some pretty good police work. Um, but Mike was doing some real police work for a change. Like, he was, like, playing detective. I, I was very impressed by that, you know. And, it all, you know, so we have, you know, the, we actually had three stories this week. But the, I really enjoyed the stuff with Mike this week. He's kind of becoming more of a person in the show than just a caricature. What was he? Was this, was this the episode where they go to um... – uh, so the woman who was convicted of killing Donald No, she was not convicted. She hasn't, she hasn't been to court yet. Oh, yeah. She hasn't tried yet. The one who was arrested for killing yeah, his her wife. husband, Sam. Um, yeah. Is this when they went to her yard sale? Was that what happened this week? Yeah, the, creep, the yard and, sale? And, the, and, the creep, and the creepy dolls. <laughs> the creepy dolls, <laughs> That live yeah. covered up. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But yeah, they find yeah, was, uh, the information. Right, they search his office. That was pretty cool. And that in the yeah. one picture that wouldn't be moved. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And what they found? We're not sure kind of what list of names. The kind of list of names. We're not right? sure what exactly they found yet. I think it has something to do with that the the people down in New York City probably. Um, yeah. The one that they had Harry, the real Harry, that had him kill. Um, yeah. The doctor. Yeah, but what was written on the piece of yeah. paper they found? It was a list of names, right? It was a bunch so of names. Do- there was a bunch of names, but they really didn't show it, so we really couldn't see yeah. anything about it. Um, yeah. And then the third story was first uh, Darcy waking up in Max's bed and climbing out the window, so Kate didn't know he was there. Uh, she was there. You know, that's not going to And then. It's no, there's. The whole episode, the whole time that Darcy and Kate were hanging out when they ran into each other at the gym during that whole entire hangout session. I was really expecting Darcy to slip and say something about hanging out with Ben or being at the house or something. Um, and have Kate be like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> but it didn't, but Darcy did good. She yeah. didn't have any slip ups. <clears throat> and that's yeah. going to come to a head eventually. That whole thing with yeah. the three of them. Um, how it's actually going to play out is going to, I think, going to be very interesting and not what we expect, maybe. But it, at the same time, I'm really liking this storyline with, with, with them because, like, you know, first the mayor and Kate, they were kind of just, you know, the annoying, goofy people, and then they got a little more backbone after they, you know, saved their family. And, you know, Darcy, as Karen says every week, she's, you know, you know you 
understanding she's not this ditz that she claims, you know, she yeah, presents herself as. She's actually very smart and everything. Darcy um, with other women, other friends. And... Yeah, and this whole thing with Kate maybe being pregnant turns into, you know, I think that's going to be an interesting story. And, Karen, we finally see Liv's boyfriend. Yes, Liv's seen him before. Yes. yes. I, don't, I haven't seen him Have before. Have we seen him before? We've I haven't seen, seen him before. before. I'm telling you, it was like very, very quickly. Although, you know what? To be fair, it's possible. Sometimes in screeners, things are cut. So it is possible. I've seen a glimpse of him in a scene and they took it out, and, that, and that's why you haven't seen it. It's possible. But I remember seeing him before very, very briefly. I don't think he ever talked. Yeah. But he was it's like possible, and we just don't remember it. But just sing or whatever. But I think, or we, uh, I, I immediately thought of Karen, though. I was like, hey, hey Karen's going to be so happy. <laughs> I know. I've been wondering about that guy. Yeah, I am. So, I I mean, I I like that. I also am beginning to be more and more invested in the, as the the female characters get built out a little more, right? Like, as AJ was saying Mm -hmm. to you, Jamie, that, you know, as Darcy and Kate are both getting backstories and becoming, like, more, they're becoming more real people. Like, the whole first season, Kate was just the mayor's wife and Max's mother, yeah. and now she's a person, right? I'm interested, like, mm-hmm. I also, AJ, I'm interested where that story goes, and, like, do you think, like, I don't think Darcy is attracted to Ben. Um, no, like, are Darcy and Ben attracted to each other? Is there in danger of this being, like, a love triangle? I don't really think so. I just don't really see Ben being, I'm, I know she kissed him, but I feel like that's more Darcy acting out. Or Ben being yeah. a person who's not like her usual drunk loser boyfriend I, I or whatever. They did it like in high school or whatever, but I don't think they do now necessarily. I think that's just yeah. I mean, even though she she kissed him recently, but you know, Darcy. I mean, it doesn't always mean anything. There, and, yeah, not as much so I, as I before, just, but there's still a part of me that wonders if they, if they're going to go that you know if they're going to become a thruple. There's still a small I part of me that wonders. Yeah, because she, you know, so she has the history with Ben. That That's my question. No, 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 what? no, no. It's just no. It's what I. It's what. No, it's not part of me that hopes. No, that, I'm Jamie. Just you, right it's there. it's, huh? it's what, no. It's what I see. On, it's just what I see on the screen. You know, her and Ben have a history, and you know, Ben doesn't really have friends. And with Darcy, he can kind of open up and just be himself. And Kate and. Darcy are, are, you know, have a nice budding, you know, friendship going. And I don't know. There's just, it, it's just, it's, it's awkward, but just awkward enough that it could turn into something, like I said, something that we don't think it's going to, like, most people are probably like, oh, my God, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a fight, you know, and everything. Whereas I kind of, I just a little, I mean, this show is kooky, so who the hell knows where they're going to go? Right. I was, I was thinking the same thing, that Ben really doesn't have friends that we've seen, right? And he's very awkward even when he's, like, hanging out with the guys. And, and you know, Darcy is, you know, is his friend. And also, like, Darcy is, like, the anti-Ben. Like, Ben, you know, there was that thing where Ben's like, oh, Kate doesn't like my live, love, laugh sign, which, like, I don't like it either, Ben. That, don't put that in your house, Ben. But, you know, Darcy's like, if you want it in your house, hang it up. Like, he, like, he, this is, this is such a, like, he's afraid of Kate, he's right? Or is he afraid of her? Or he's just so meek and solicitous, so nice that if, like, whatever it is, 
Like, he, he can't tell Kate what he thinks. He's like the anti, like, Darcy can't ever say, like, if it's in Darcy's head, it comes out her mouth, right? And uh-huh. and Ben's like the opposite. Like, he can't even say to his wife, what can I hang one painting in the house? Um, so they're an interesting, like, she's good for Ben, I think, right? Don't you guys think, like, Darcy, it, like, having Darcy as a friend is, like, good for Ben, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. That remains to be seen. <laughs> yes, yes, on the out, well, uh, on the outside of it, course, yes. He did get him to smoke but weed. But on the outside, yeah. We'll <laughs> I mean, it, it we'll, actually... We'll see how it helps. This is not that deep a show, and I'm getting too into it now, but, but you know, the way the way Kate and Ben, like, like, let's just say their marriage has gotten more spicy since they, you know, since they had to take <laughs> on Bad Muller and Scully... But it's like they have zero, they have zero um, tension or heat or their marriage is so boring, right? Their marriage is so so boring. Like they're boring. They're kind of so. I can see why that would be something that would that would appeal to them, especially Kate, right? Um, Who I think is like frustrated. But anyway. We've talked about that so much more than the egg. Like it's it like to me this was so like these people are all becoming to me more interesting than Harry because Harry's development is kind of one note every week and Harry's whole like 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 the ticks that Alan Tudyk puts into his way of talking and the way the way he acts. um, To me, they're not as funny in season two just because they're they're they become normal and like his normal way, right? Um, and, and that whole thing, so Goliath laid an egg and, and that was huge, right? So what do you guys think about that? And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but it is the child, it's the child of Goliath and his human partner, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he had the egg, but yeah, that's my point, but yeah. Well, yeah, because if he's living in a human, if Goliath was living in a human body, and used his human body to impregnate a woman. Like I, I could see how, how Harry could maybe have a baby with a human. Harry's Harry's taken a human. I mean, that's the other thing. Harry's taken a human appearance, right? And he can switch back and forth and whatever. Like we've seen him switch into a human, into a woman. A couple of weeks ago, he switched into a woman, right? We, we know now that Harry can take appearances a little more easily as long as his magic balls are nearby. Um, but it hadn't really occurred to me. Like, does Harry have, does Harry have working man parts on the inside, or does he only have working like space lizard parts on the inside? Uh, so anyway, we don't yeah, need to think about thing. how Goliath managed to get pregnant and lay an egg. But yeah, like Goliath laid an egg. <laughs> uh, like, uh, who who is going to be a half human thing? Maybe right. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, so. Harry had to see the body, right? So the one thing I was kind of questioning that wasn't to me clear was, did he know that like his that wouldn't happen to his body or know that what he did was a way to preserve an egg? Like, I don't he know knew. if he knew possibly that's what he was going to find or if he just knew something was up because his body was like that. No, nah, he, he knew. Okay. I mean, there there are animals, although I think it's mostly insects on the planet Earth that lay their eggs and die, right? A lot of fish and a lot of insects lay eggs and die. 
Um, and I wonder if that's how it is. Like when Harry's species like has an egg, then they die. Um, but I thought Harry knew when, when I, I, I thought because Goliath's body was turned to stone, that's how Harry knew. Like they, they have an egg and they, they turn to stone to protect the egg, right? The egg was inside well, the I mean, body. The whole thing with Harry was, you know, as Asta's explaining it to him, he's like, wait a minute. He was standing up and, you know, like, like everything she described, like he was putting the pieces together going, and that's why he, you know, I mean, he didn't hesitate. He grabbed, uh, Whatever the hell he grabbed, I forget what he grabbed, and beat the shit out of it until it cracked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knew. But yeah, he that, knew exactly so I, I what was going on. I guess that's how it happens on his planet with his people when they procreate, I guess, because he seemed to know right yeah. away what he was going for. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of wish Bad Scully had been a better bad guy and a better adversary. Like, like we haven't really seen... And we know that Linda Hamilton is waiting in the wings, right? And the whole, like, yeah. they're really slow walking the whole government thing, following them around, whoever these people in New York City are that Harry was involved with, which I think have nothing to do with alienness. Like, that might be just a straight up, like, Medicare scam or something, right? Or some kind of, like, do we think that has anything to do with aliens? No, that's way, that'd be way too much of a coincidence that Harry just took over the right guy's body. Yeah, right. We got to Earth. I think it's some other kind of, some other kind of scheme or crime or whatever they're involved with. But they're really slow walking the government thing and killing Pat Scully. I don't know. In some sense, it really it's putting to rest a storyline that never really went anywhere in the first place. Um, yeah. So. And the only Unless thing that's moving really slower mean... is Bad Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> Um, unless it just means that now Linda Hamilton herself has to go to hands dirty, so maybe we'll see her more. But That'd you don't great, necessarily right? have to kill bad. You don't have to necessarily kill bad Scully to to, to get that. that yeah. So to get that, yeah. I, I think I, I mean I I really feel like killing her was more for audience shock value, which is exactly what they got from me when I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was shocking. Yeah. It was a big move. Uh, so I guess I guess we are now. So at the end of the episode, the egg starts to crack, right? The egg's getting ready to hatch. Yeah. Um, yeah, during and, his birthday party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who knows what's going to come out of it? Uh, like if if a lizard-looking thing or something else is going to come out of it. But I guess what we're moving towards is Harry now having to raise a raise a child, uh, raise an offspring of some sort. I guess it is like the next phase of the right? Like I assume that's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's hatching and hilarity will ensue. Um, and who knows if it can be, I mean it has to be maybe it'll look like a human baby. Who knows? I don't think so. I don't really see how a human baby can like live in an egg, but who knows? Reptiles do. Yeah, I don't that's so, all human. Yeah. All right. Guys, got any other feelings about it? I miss the kids. Yeah. 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 I'm sure they'll be back. 
All right. Well, I All think right. that's it for that. You want to move on to Snowpiercer? Hello? Oh, All right. That's okay. Uh, much much better episode. Much better. I was just gonna say. Much, I was just gonna say that much better than last week. <laughs> of course, that that wasn't hard yeah. to do. Much much better mm-hmm. than last week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry that I spoiled something for you when I asked you something. I didn't. Really, I I asked you guys something in the text. I'm like, oh wait, I probably should have asked if they watched it first. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, honestly Jamie, I, I didn't. I didn't see that as a spoil because I didn't understand what you meant even after I saw the episode. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I kind of see what you meant. meant. Why did she let him hold the baby? How did you not understand that? Because I, why uh, she let Wilson be, hold the baby? On, I, because uh, she's playing him. I think she's trying to get information out of him to find out what his game is. I think she's actually, yeah. I think want the baby to survive, though, too, because he did the experiments on it, which I wasn't thinking at the time. But it just seemed kind of dumb. But anyway. Well, and really, I mean, Wilford is not the person. I mean, she does want that baby to survive at all costs. You're right. Um, And she's not trustworthy, and she's horrible, Zara. Um, Yeah. yeah, and Wilford, I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff in this episode that I didn't understand. Like, I don't understand why their, Wilford's recovery is, I don't know, why they're letting Wilford live in luxury, why they're, are they really keeping him around and treating him so well just because he's a good engineer and knows the train? Maybe. Um, why Till trusts Audrey and lets Audrey do her guided meditation thing on her? Like, there's a lot of, like... I don't know. Wilford and Audrey are slipping, like Audrey in particular, are slipping back into train society, to me, a little too easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wilford, Wilford just had, I mean, I, honestly, I, now that Wilford seems a lot healthier, I don't understand why he's not back in a cell. Um, yeah. To be fair, yeah, I don't need- he, he's, to be fair, he's in the library, and he is useful to a degree. Believe it, you know. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I mean, I I do you know, feel like books it's, it's and maps very... are we- Go ahead. Books and maps are weapons in Wilford's hands, and we saw that this week, right? Like, like, do we re- like mm-hmm. Wilf like Wilford used all those maps last week, and he basically convinced them to go where they're going, and setting aside whether or not you believe Melanie's alive or not. Like, why would you give Wilford understand where you are and know what's go- like? Like, come on, Leighton. Like, like, I gotta be like, this is a Leighton blunder, right? This, I don't yeah. agree with you two as much about Leighton being about. He's not the best leader. I'm not as down on him as you two are. But this is a real blunder, letting Wilford have access to a library. I'm sorry. I could see when they locked him in there when he was in a wheelchair and he was incoherent. But he cannot have access to these kind of tools. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, he already knows where. I mean, he knows where they're going. It doesn't matter if he's in a cell or if he's in a library. He can hear still. I know, but you he know, doesn't he already, know. I mean, he, he doesn't know how fast they're going, where exactly they are. He, they gave him maps and books, and he has tricked them to going to where they are right now. We right? don't know that he's like, tricked them yet. Oh, he's tricked them. Whether or not it works out in his favor or their favor remains to be seen. I, I, I mean, I agree with mm, – I think it was probably it was Zara who's like, I, I've got to figure it figured out. Like, you want Melanie. Like, if Melanie's on this train, that's not good for Leighton, right? Like, you think, like, like, like if she's dead, if, if they get there and find nobody in the car, 
great. That's, that's like a blow for Leighton and everybody's morale. If they find Melanie dead, great. That's a blow to everyone's morale. If they find Melanie alive, like, she'll, will she be a destabilizing force on the train? Like, it's a win-win for so, because In Wilford's mind, in Wilford's mind, describes it, it's a win-win. Right. From that aspect, yeah. Because I was going to say that she did um, – Melanie and Leighton were w- working pretty well together before she went off into the great beyond. <laughs> they were. But, like, from Wilford's point of view, you know, as, as Zara laid it out this week, like, it could work out for him either way. I just – yeah, I don't understand why they allow him to – and I don't understand why yeah, Audrey no. was allowed to roam freely about the train. What? Audrey. All right, so I, I'll give you Wilford. Audrey. I don't know if Audrey's a danger now, is, but. Audrey's com- come Audrey is, a, is very complex. I mean, the re- I, I, I'll say this about this week. And, I, I be, you know, to be honest, I hadn't really thought about it until the scenes with, with Till. You know, Till's got blood on, on her hands, too, you know? I mean, all those flashbacks of all the shit she used, you know, to do when she was, when, yeah. you know, when, um, when Melanie was running the train and she was a brakeman. I mean, yeah, she tur- she was the first to realize that, you know, when, once Leighton got involved, um, she was the first to be like, wait, you know what? This shit ain't right. And she jumped to, to Leighton's side pretty quick. But the damn, you know, the shit she's done had already been done. You know what I mean? So, I mean, right. she's not free from, from blame. And, you know, and then, you know, Artie and I was actually, it's funny, because Artie and I were talking about this same, this exact thing, and he's like, you know, Ruth, too. And I hadn't, you know, Ruth was responsible for that little girl not having a mother anymore when she froze off her arm. That was that was Ruth. Ruth, Ruth took, like, 30 yeah. didn't physically do it. Yeah, Ruth didn't physically do it, but she gave the order. She was standing right yeah. there when it happened. All right, yeah, and people so, are killing mean, human flesh. So there's a lot of, like, you know. Well, not everybody. Um, it's just Pike's people. All right, um, <laughs> I get what you're saying. There's blame. Yeah, my, like, a lot of people have done what they had to do to survive um, or what yeah, they thought they had yeah. to do or, or what they were trained was their job or whatever, right? I get it. But Audrey, yeah. Audrey went over to, I mean, what Audrey's done was very recent. And so what Audrey's done is, I mean, you know, Audrey chose another, and it was only two episodes ago, which uh, in train time, it's like less than a week ago that she was in there begging Wilford to like stand up and let's take the train back. Yeah. But then not last very week, long ago. It was like, yeah, you know, and I have a problem with that. I do because I even said something about it last week, but that's the problem. And then last week it was like that scene never happened because all of a sudden she was back to who she was the, the week before. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. Her and Till had the conversation about hitting rock bottom. And then she went to Wilford and was like, Joseph, what are you doing? Get your head out of your ass. Come on. We got to take care of this. Get the train back. And then the following week, she was right back to how she, you know, it's almost like they filmed those scenes out of order. Like you take away yeah. that scene with, with Wilford and there's a, tra- you know, a transition of her getting out from under his thumb and kind of coming back around. If you have that scene before Till tells her to hit rock bottom, and then you have these last three scenes of her being more human, then it makes sense. But that, that I agree. That scene with her talking to Wilford throws everything out of whack. She's, she's a very complex character. Um, questions me, though, they didn't realize how much her character doesn't make sense the order they did it. Like, 
Because most yeah. of the yeah. show is well written, you know, and it's just her character makes no sense. Yeah, but and they haven't really so like like last season when they sent Audrey in to spy on Wilfred, they're like, Audrey, we need you. He's in love with you. And Audrey was like, look, I was in a really bad, abusive relationship with him. And he really like had me. And I'm worried that if I go in there, I might lose myself again. And they're like, you can do it. Don't worry about it. She goes in, she loses herself. She becomes this horrible, horrible, evil bitch person who thinks it's okay to like dogs on people and whatever. And, you know, Um, and then she comes back and I, I guess, I guess they haven't, to me, they haven't done a good job of articulating Audrey's, like, coming back out of that abusive relationship again and trying to, like, like find herself again. And, yeah, yeah that, so that, that scene with her being so, like, Wilford, get it together, throws it all off, right? I don't maybe think that's part of it. Maybe, but you know what? Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of the reason that they're giving her an opportunity because maybe there's a part of them, they feel bad. She said, do not put me in there with him. It will not end well. She begged them. She pleaded with them. And they talked her into it. And she was right and they were wrong. And she was a friggin' train wreck. So maybe that's yeah. part of the reason they're giving, you know, let her back into po- general population because they're like, you know what, we did this to her. You know, give her, let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can totally backfire so- on them. And now suddenly... Till trust her enough to bring her. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Yeah, I don't. So were you guys nervous? And, like, and I got, yes, Go I'm nervous. I already know where you're going with it because I was just going to ask that same question about are they pairing those two up? Well, that but <laughs> two things. I was nervous the whole time that that Audrey was in Till's cabin, and at first I was like, did she just steal something off the table? Is she stealing something? Is she trying to read papers? And then she's like, I can make a drink for you. And I'm like, oh, is she going to try to get Till drunk? Is she going to poison her? And then, like, yeah, when she was, like, putting her – Wait, wait, let me, finish, let, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. And then when she was putting her arm, her hands all around Till's throat, when she was, like, trying to, like, do her meditation, I was like, she's either going to kill her or they're going to have sex right now. Sorry, yeah. Jamie. I just want to get my thing out of my mouth. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. Now, yeah, I know you were enthusiastic. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's what I kept thinking. I thought this, like, the last week when they, I think it was last week, they've had them have conversations, and it made me wonder. And then when she brought her in her room to, to spend a t- the, lock, lack of a better word, lockdown, in her room, I kind of wondered that. But, yes, I felt exactly like you did. Like, she was going to choke her, and then I'm like, is she trying to kill her? Is she trying to have sex with her? I'm not sure. <laughs> so, and then she did neither. So, Yeah. I, AJ, you think they're going to put those two in a sexual relationship, or are you worried? You're worried Absolutely. they're going to put those two yeah. in a sexual relationship. I'm worried they're going I to. I mean, cool. it's like I can kind of see it, but at the same time, it's like, can you though? You know, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how long's Till's wife been dead? I mean, granted, I don't understand what Till ever saw in in the doctor in the first place. She was a bitch from day one. Um, so I'm not really sure what Till saw in her. <clears throat> um, and with Audrey's head all over the place, I mean, I don't know. It could just be. I mean, they could they could have a sexual you know sexual relationship of convenience, maybe. Um, as far as genuine feelings for each other, I don't. I mean, I guess I guess maybe if anything, they they'd actually be each other's uh, rebounds. So actually, yeah, that could be beneficial. It's just Audrey has like- this innate ability. 
you know, to, to put people at ease. I mean, whatever her mojo is or whatever, it's just like, I don't know, maybe part of it's because I'm like, I'm not watching this show for hookups and if they happen, they happen, but I really don't care about them, but it just feels like, I don't know. It, it feels, it, it feels a little forced. And I think that's yeah. what my problem is actually to, to get to the bottom of it as I talk it out. <laughs> no, you're right. It does. Well, I feel like there's 3,000 people on this train and couldn't pill find anybody else. <laughs> like, you got to be with the most, the least trustworthy, most suspicious person yeah, on the train. Let me sleep with her, right? That's yeah. Not, exactly. That's not true. That's not true. Audrey is not the most suspicious, least trustworthy person on the train. That, that honor belongs to LJ. Oh, oh my God. God. That belongs to LJ, not Wilford. Yeah. Hey, what, what a great uh, segue. LJ and her missing skin. Oh, my God. Okay, so A, that was gross. Um, but B, it was weird. Um, what do you think's going on there? Um, I want to ask. I think maybe her husband's alive and she's making a Frankenstein. That's what I think. Like, she's taking pieces of people. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Pike was the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, really? You think it's Pike? I assume they threw Pike out the... I I'm not saying it is Pike. But... I'm just saying Pike was the first person I thought of, and Artie said Strong Boy. I, that's the first person I thought of was Strong Boy. Although we saw Strong Boy get his tongue frozen out of his mouth and presumably his entire skull frozen, right? But yeah. my first thing was Strong Boy. My second thing was Pike. And it was only when Jamie texted me that I was like, oh, Jamie, that's such a smart idea. That's her husband. I yeah, I feel like. Your husband, though. I remember that he isn't there now. That's why I wonder. He's if dead. Could be... I thought the influenza, the influenza got him. Maybe it didn't. Oh, that's right. They said something yeah, I do that, like... I think. I can't remember. And I have no I idea. I do like I've the, hu- the doctor movie. idea. That makes, that makes even more sense. Well, she yeah. definitely was talking doctor to somebody and giving it to somebody. Well, and after oh. you mentioned it, Jamie, I remembered that in this episode, um, Wilford says to Zara with the baby, he says, um, have you taken her to see the Widow Headwood? And I was like, why don't you refer to her as the Widow Headwood? Like, uh, is this like Little House on the Prairie where you're like, oh, the Widow Snyder? Or, you know? <laughs> like, why do you call her, why do you just call her Dr. He- like, as a woman, I was insulted that he doesn't call her Dr. Headwood. He's calling Maybe her the Widow Headwood. Maybe Dr. Headwood. And they want to maybe know which one it is. Well, except he's well, been dead. Like dead. he's been dead for the whole season, right? And but yeah. maybe yeah, yeah, Jamie. Exactly, Jamie. Maybe to remind us that he's dead, so we'd be like, oh, he's the Frankenstein. Um, yeah. I also texted Jamie when I was like, I can't believe that she's using a cheese slicer on LJ's leg. Didn't it look like that thing I, that I know. cheese plane that. <laughs> When you, when you have a big hunk of cheese and you need to slice off a piece. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I thought of, too. And I, I, I'll admit, that scene that scene was actually done so well. And the reason I liked the scene was because I cringed. I did. At first, I'm watching it at first, and I'm like, okay, not a big deal. And I'm like, but they kept, they, they, stretched, they stretched that scene out so much. That's what made it worse. And that's what I kind of liked about it. I was like, oh, my God, they're still going. <laughs> These are two sick people in their own way. Like Dr. Headwood, she's the Headwoods are both pretty sick to be like, you know, like their human experimentation thing obviously is a problem. Um, and experimenting on babies and whatever. They're both like kind of 
sick in their own ways. But LJ, yeah, LJ, I mean, she's just a psycho. And, um, I, like, there's a whole bunch of things there. So if, you, if you're looking for a skin graft, okay, setting aside that this is not any medical Wait, way that you would ever give a skin graft in any hospital in the world right now, right? Um, it's not hygienic. It was not a sterile field. She didn't have a – she didn't, like – Right? Like, she's just sitting in a chair in her regular street clothes. I mean, there's been people dying that they could have used their bodies for this instead of her using a live person. (laughs) Well, but it's a secret. It's a secret, right? She can't just be like, hey, Leighton, bring me some bodies so I can do some experiments on them. Well, no, but, I mean, they do throw the bodies out into the ice. Like, she could somehow... No, no, no. Bodies go into... Bodies go into compost to make fertilizer for ag sex. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They put, I, I keep for some reason thinking one of them they put out in the ice. I guess not. I'm thinking of like an uh, air, um, spaceship show. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But yeah, no bodies go to ag, yeah. bodies go to compost to be for ag sec. Um, so it's a secret. But this was a very. I'm like this is like not any kind of like like there's no way that skin graft is going to take. Like it's whatever kind of. Um, also, she took it from like the most visible place. Like, who's not going to notice that LJ has a gigantic bandage on her leg, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. Like, that's a lot for LJ to give up for information. There was a part of me that, like, I'm like, is LJ, LJ agree? I'm like, is LJ agreeing think- to be okay? Pin that, Jamie. Yes, I I agree. Right? <laughs> LJ kind of liked it. Is yeah, that you're that saying? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. See, the thing is, she said she gave her numbing stuff, but LJ acted like it hurt, so I wasn't sure. But no, she. I, I think at, no, 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 no. You missed that, Jamie. Pain. She asked if she wanted her to numb it, and LJ said no. Oh, I thought she just said no to not to looking. But yeah, she seemed to like the pain. LJ's into some. I don't know. LJ's got some issues. So. <laughs> That's a psycho. A, a slight way of putting but, it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she didn't mind. That's why I said, is that torture if she's okay with it? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not sure is, is is LJ giving up her skin for information, which I'm not even sure what information did she get from Headwood at that moment. Um, and then, or I was like, like Doctor Headwood said something like there'll be a reward or whatever, and I wasn't sure if LJ well, she wanted information. To participate. Okay, so I wasn't sure if LJ, but she didn't actually get any information that we saw in this transaction, no. right? Um, yeah. And I, I was like, wait, is she agreeing? Um, I wasn't sure if she was agreeing to be experimented on or not. I think LJ doesn't want to get off the train. She's another, like, a Wilford, right? Like, while Oz, Oz is somehow reformed from being, like, the worst in season one, and he's like, oh, I'm making pickles. So we go off the train yeah. and we can eat pickles. Um and he's very, like, looking, he's totally all in on Leighton's plan and it's like, right? But LJ, LJ, Audrey, Wilford, these are people who, the, like, they only have power while they're on the train and they want to stay on the train. I think LJ wants to stay on the train, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Um. So, yeah, so she didn't actually get – I'm not sure what information she was looking for. Like, she goes to Headwood because she wants to know where they're going and why there's a yellow cloud everywhere. What in, I'm not even sure what she wanted to find out when she went there. I think supporter, too, was my opinion. Like, she was looking for oh, somebody yeah. who was on 
terrified. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not exactly sure what she got out of it either. I didn't quite get that. It was a little confusing. I guess maybe we'll find out sooner. And she didn't even find out, like, you could be like, oh, what do you want my skin for? She's like, I need my culture. Yeah, whatever. She doesn't but, care. Like, no, she, she doesn't care, but... Like, I forget what she said, none of your business or something, or doesn't concern you. It just it just seems like for a person yeah, who wanted information, who deals with information and wants information, LJ did not make a good deal out of this one. Although I guess it, she's assuming it'll pay off in the future, right? Yeah. All right, so we should probably talk I don't about... Know, um, in a body, they're going to need more than LJ's skin of her leg. Well, yeah, LJ's going to have well, to keep going. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know how much skin Headwood's able to really grow in that shrink car lab she's got, right? And yeah. and what she's doing in there. Um, but I really like your theory that it's the husband, the other Dr. Headwood. Yeah, I do. Really yeah. We feel- I hadn't even thought about him. Yeah, I don't even know what made me think about him, to be honest. That was the first thought that came It's to a really mind. smart idea. It seems to be like one person that she'd be willing to take that risk for, right? Yeah. Well, it seemed very Frankenstein-ish um, to me. That, and I don't know. It just made me think with of that. With so. and all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, taking body parts. <laughs> At least yeah. that's what it's implying. Taking skin grafts and stuff. Yeah. So, right. um, the big, supposedly the big thing that happened, which we haven't talked about, was Asha, right? Asha was the big thing that happened this week. Um, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I'm... No, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I'm very disappointed overall in her storyline. Like, I, I, I feel like that, like, like they brought in a pretty decently known actor. Like, Archie Punjabi is a pretty known actress, right? Definitely underutilized. Her character doesn't really do anything. And only when she's finally feeling like she belongs. It was almost like, it's almost like I'm lost. Like, as soon as anything good happens to you, I'm lost. You're about, you're going to die, right? Um, yep. Like... She, or as soon as you get redeemed, you're going to die. And, like, as soon as she was like, oh, I found my place and I'm starting to feel good, like, she ends up sacrificing herself. And I don't know. I felt like that was kind of a wasted character and, like, maybe some filler that we didn't really need. And we really have her entire storyline just for Leighton to realize that he made it all up because couldn't he have just realized that on his own without having to have this? Yeah. I know. Maybe you guys liked her better. AJ, you didn't see it coming? Yeah, I was. I mean, as soon as Leighton was like, I, I have to take my suit off to get in the hole, I was like, well, yeah. well, Leighton's clearly not going to die, so I was like, she's toast. <laughs> yeah. Well, she also but has prior to that, you know, go, going well, into this, I didn't really, I didn't see her character dying anytime soon. No, I thought Archie Punjabi would last a while. Jamie, what did you think? No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought when they first went in that room after, um, I want to call him Ben. His name's not Ben. Um, the one that got bit. Javi? Uh, Har- Javi. Javi, yeah. Um, Javi. Javi and um, that that woman, um, when they were already sick Javi from the, yeah, they were already getting sick from the, the radiation. I figured something was going to happen, but I figured that she would risk her life because she already had radiation poison, but I didn't expect her to do what she didn't die like i i you know but once he said about the suit you knew she was you know that she was going to take hers off um i thought it was funny the way she knocked him i tried the thing is she might have knocked him out and then he was stuck there in the, in the radiation that was not a good 
plan. I get why she did it, but um, hitting them with a crowbar isn't necessarily the best way to to distract somebody. But um, but yeah, I was surprised they came too, and I think that she was. I I definitely think that she was was underutilized, and that they could have done more with her. Yeah, that's how I feel, and I, I'm not sure what really was ever gained um, by her being on the train. I mean, I know that. Wayton used her to be like, I found this person. Of course, Wilford's been on to it from the very beginning. Um, but I don't feel we ever really got to see much of her effect on the people of the train. Like, yeah. Right. Really underutilized and never. Yeah. There's something I wanted to ask you guys, though. That, that I mean, When they said they were going to look for Melanie, they said they were days away from wherever it was they were going. Were they supposed to be that close? Because I didn't realize that. Like, they were supposed to go all the way to Africa or whatever, and suddenly they're there, I guess. That part didn't make sense to me because I didn't think they were in Africa. But they're like, we have they're days not. to go. And it no, they're days away. Days to go around the- or do they mean, like, a lot right. of days? Because <laughs> they said days. <laughs> well, I mean, considering that, like, when I fly to East Africa, which is where they're going, it takes me, like, you know, 36 hours to get there. On a, Like, it's two eight-hour flights or it's 13 hours. It's, like, 13 hours to – Ethiopia and then another, you know, change planes and hop to. I mean, it's not. It takes me two days of traveling through airports and and being on planes to get there when I go. Yeah, um, the train and, is right. And the train is. I mean, I guess. It's I mean, the train fast is train. fast. The train is fast, right? Like the train is is. Yeah, let's assume it's faster it. than Amtrak, right? And so Amtrak is. You know, I mean, Amtrak takes me from Baltimore to New York is like two and a half hours, right? So if I had to go all the way to Africa, yeah. Take me, Yeah. I don't know. What, like, so days. I didn't day, quite get that they said they were days away from it. I, I missed something. I mean, it could be five to ten days maybe they mean. I don't know. Um, that's maybe. a good Here, point. Here's, here's my other question. They went through this cloud of radiation, whatever you want to call it. Was volcanic it dust. They did, volcanic dust. Now, they went through because they thought Melanie was on the other side, right? I mean, that's why they didn't, yeah. like, turn around or try to go around it or whatever. Okay. Yeah, well, they didn't have it. They couldn't go around it. They had no choice. No, but they could have turned turned around, I guess. But, yeah, but Wilford said, though, that it wasn't there before. So, yeah, they didn't know. I don't think he knew. Do you? I mean, I don't think he no, knew. No, I don't think there. he knew either. No. No, I don't think he knew. Sorry, I had to run some water here. I, I don't think, think he knew there would be volcanic. either dead we're going to cause an uproar. Yeah, I don't think he knew they'd be driving into this, like, volcanic eruption. I was a little surprised that nobody really commented on the fact that there has been a volcanic eruption because, like, to me, that, that kind heat. of activity should, right? That's heat. Thank you, AJ. Yeah, that, that's like molten lava in the inside the earth is coming up. I mean, it means there's heat Ouch. still inside the right? I mean, should Leighton be yeah. like, oh, my God, that's a really good sign that the Earth is warming, right? Like, yeah. like the Earth is not yeah, freezing. The Earth is still – there's still geothermal activity or – I don't know. I'm not a volcanologist, but, yeah, right? Like, I have to question, nope. though – the one thing I have to question, though, is they've been around the planet multiple times. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. So – would it not make I, – I mean, I guess it depends where their path took them, but I would think that a, 
upon one of those trips that they would have passed Africa and somebody would question why they didn't see this Greenland when they went around the last time? Is that too far-fetched of a question? Am I nitpicking too much? What was your, wait, I, hold on. What's your question? been around the world how many times? I feel like they've probably gone near Africa or through Africa at one point in one of their treks. I'm just surprised yeah, that somebody no. doesn't think if there's like this big green land, why haven't we seen it when we went through last time? Because because they haven't gone that way before. Because there are a lot they of tracks, so they can change. They haven't gone okay. that way before uh, because it's 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 re- very rough terrain where the track is. They they made that comment when they were deciding if they were going to go there or not. Okay, that makes sense. Well, like where they are now going after going after Melanie is where they left Melanie off on the Rocky Mountain like spur they call it, right? It's like a side track. And I don't know that they had ever taken that track before they took Melanie there last season to drop her off. That's my point. Melanie right. was nowhere yeah. There's lots of different tracks. No, but now I'm so confused no. about the location that they're a couple days away no. from Africa no. but yet they're also near No. They're not they're not near there no. yet. Yeah, they're not. No, what? I think when they said they were a couple days, true. when they we said they were a couple days away, long. they they meant they were a couple days away from where this self-propelling, uh, call you know, little car, whatever the heck they called this yeah. thing. Yeah, no, 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 they, no, they, no, they were, were a couple days away from that. that. They said they were a couple. They said something like now with a couple days away that they were changing direction to go after Melanie. I thought they meant a couple days away from Africa. Maybe no, I misunderstood I, it. No, I, no. I, I think I think Jamie. I think you're both right, Jamie. They didn't say we're a couple days from Africa. I think what they said was days away. now days now days away, but days could be ten days, right? Could be twelve days. Um, but I do think AJ that you're right. Also, that they said they were like two days away from where they thought this train was in the. Based on the maps they showed briefly, it looked like Melanie was, like, in the Canadian Rockies, and Snowpiercer was more in, like, the southern United States kind of area. Right, not near Africa. No, but if it takes two days to cross the entire continent to get there, that would put you maybe, I mean, I don't know how many days it takes to, you probably go, you probably go all the way up into Canada to cross the Atlantic at the shortest point you could, right? Which would be, which would be from Nova Scotia over to to be like fair, northern Europe, right? And then down. To be fair, unless, probably, unless yeah. we have screenshots of when they when they're talking about locations, it's it's almost pointless for us to to fig, yeah, try and figure that you. stuff out because if, because if we didn't hear them say specific locations. I don't think they are where yeah. we think they are, honestly. Thank she you for started in the Rockies. Yeah, <laughs> she started in the Rockies, and <laughs> I don't think that's where they are now. Yeah. No, they're I well, want, what I want to know like is... Canadian Rocky. They talked about taking the Rocky Mountain, like, sidetrack to get to Melanie. They're somewhere in, like, the northern Rockies, Canadian Rockies. Okay, see, I, I missed that part. They. Um, yeah. Here's my question, though. I've been wondering this for a while. How much did it cost Wilford to build train tracks across the Pacific Ocean? I know. I <laughs> I think that Wilford got rich people. I think it's like I think I mean, the rich people paid like many millions and millions and millions of dollars to get tickets on the train, and that's how they paid for it, right? Kind of like Jersey that movie twenty twelve. But think about that. John... Think about yeah. the Pacific Ocean. 
I mean, well, they and probably, then, and then they had to figure out go, the, you probably go all the, the way to Russia point. and cross to Alaska. So it's short there, but you still have to cross the Pacific. Got yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's a point. good point. Okay. Yeah. So that would, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stay out of it. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah so it makes more if sense to go west than to go east. If Sarah Palin could see Russia from her house, then it's really probably not that hard to build a train track that far, right? Yeah, no, I hadn't. I, I was going, I was going east, and instead of west. The other way, yeah. So that yeah. makes more sense, yeah. Yeah, um, but good point. Like, like without <laughs> this is like this is like when we were on the lost boards, going on these kind of rabbit holes for days at a time. <laughs> we don't know where they are. It doesn't really matter. They're, they were da- they were well, days away, I mean, and they're taking a two day detour in each direction to try to find Melanie. Well, I mean, I, let's put it this way. I have the perfect argument. You both saw 24 and Jack Bauer, one side of L.A. to the other in 20 minutes. And that's not humanly possible. Yeah, that's some good traffic. That is some good yeah. traffic there. Yeah, right. Um, but to be fair, if you spent the whole day in traffic, you wouldn't like the show very much, would you? No. Well, no. <laughs> so that's the point. I want to know how AJ's feeling about this because, like, like throughout the season – I've been like, I, I think Melanie's alive, and AJ's like, there's no way she's alive, and Jamie maybe is somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, or the less invested. That was my other question. <laughs> now, I haven't seen the preview, I don't think, but in this episode, how do you not. feel, AJ, about her potentially being alive, or do you think she's not alive, and it's a it's a red herring? I felt I felt better about it because there there's a there's a scientific explanation for it now. There's also a chance that her dead body is going to be in that little train thing. Um, I don't believe that she's going to, her dead body is going to be in the fucking train. <laughs> I believe if, if she's in it, then she's going to be alive because they're not going to do all that just to show us her dead body, I don't think. Um, for me, the only, I mean, I, and then, you know, it's it just, it's funny that, you know, she writes this message about how she, you know, she's just going to go out in the world and freeze to death. Because the information is more important than her, blah, 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 blah. Now we find out from Ben and Alex, oh, well, there's a hangar near there that has all this equipment in it that she could have possibly made it to, even though her suit was out of oxygen. She could have possibly made it there and started this train thing, and but she would have no way to sustain herself inside this little tin can. So, but at least it's somewhat they more plausible now. Is, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will, but I'm saying it's, it's, it's more plausible now at least. And, and I said all along, I will, ha- I, I, I can be okay with her being alive if there is a reasonably logical explanation. Now that we found out about this thing that they never told us before, yeah, right. it's possible. And I feel a little bit better about it, but I'm still not there yet. Okay. Well, I watched yeah. the preview, so if you didn't watch the preview, I can't really say anything. Well, I don't think the preview was, you know, when I watch it on my DVR, it doesn't always catch the preview for me, right? It doesn't always, I always see it. Yeah, we don't I, want I mean, to I, feel like, I haven't seen the preview. <laughs> yeah. I did. And yet I feel like, one, two. I feel like I didn't. You feel like what? I feel like I saw some kind of preview, but I don't. I didn't see anything with Melanie. I don't. Think. I feel like I saw a preview. 
I saw a preview, and I didn't like what I saw with Till and Audrey in the preview, um, because it did seem like maybe they were kissing or something. Um, but I don't, I don't really recall seeing. I don't recall seeing. I did not see actual Jennifer Connelly in a preview. So maybe my TV cut it off, uh, or maybe I saw a different preview. But we don't want to talk about it. But Jamie seems to think that the preview might have given something away. Now we know not to trust marketing departments. We know that they ruin things, and they're lying. True. Yeah. This is very true. It, right. Now that you said that, the way I'm thinking about it, it is possible that what they showed could mean completely opposite of what it is. So we'll just yeah. leave it at that. All right. There's, there's always five I think that's it. Unless you guys have more. All right. No, I think we, now, uh, we have two more. Cover that. We have two more shows. Yeah. We have two more, but. Go. Um, I wanted to, if you guys didn't mind, because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. I um, Last week, I want to say earlier this week, no, last week, um, I told you I talked to Marsha Thomason, who is um, the lead in the new show, well, not the new show, season three, sorry, new season of The Bay, which is on BritBox, it's a UK show. Um, so I talked to her, and she plays Naomi on Lost, or played Naomi on Lost, so I asked her about it. And she was a fan of Lost, and I just thought what she said was really funny, and I think that you guys would get a kick out of what she said. I was going to play it, if you don't mind. It's like three minutes. Go Here, ahead. Let me. Now, I'm going to try doing it with the speaker of the phone because I don't have the audio file. So let me okay. get, hold on, to nine, whoops, to where I think it's at, like at 9.05 or something. Although I don't think I asked my question, so let's try nine and see where it's at. See, tell me if you can hear this, okay? She's coming. Like, are you? Whoops, that's not quite. I'm not quite fine. I heard it. I heard okay. it good. Switch gears. I did want to ask you a little bit about Lost because yeah. I was very, very into Lost when it was out. We had a podcast and everything. Um, yeah, actually, we're doing a Lost trivia, which is part of my question. We um, I got invited to Lost trivia this weekend. What's it like being on a show like that that still is so relevant and so talked about? And do you still get kind of approached about it? It's still relevant and talked about? Well, it is between us. And- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just because we like the show so much. We still compare things to it. But- right, right, right. Listen, I mean, I love Lost. I was a fan of Lost. Before. I joined in series three, season three, and I was a fan, you know, from episode one. I watched it. You know, I was on a plane headed from L.A. to England, and they played the pilot of Lost. Oh, geez. That is not good for a plane. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it, actually. But anyway, um, it's funny because, you know, I'll be talking to, I don't know, young people, and something else, they just show Lost. But they don't know what I'm talking about, so it's just so interesting that you say it's still relevant. I mean, it's just to, all, to those of us that know, I guess, it is. Yeah. Um, it's super cool, isn't it? It's... it's it's um it's an honor to have been part of that. Oh, and yeah, it it's so it's so far away. No, I was just going to say you made me think of I had talked to um Harold Perno's daughter for a different role, and I'm like, you know, do you, do you have you watched it? How do you feel about that? Because it's been so long. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I guess it has been. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was finished in 2010, didn't it? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite quite a while. Yeah. So um, do you have like one memory that sort of sticks out from the show? You can talk about this before, but it was just, so I, you know, when I land on the island, I spent a few days shooting um, with with Dom and Daniel and Jorge and, was it the three of them? 
maybe it doesn't. Anyway, um, and so I hadn't been to the beach yet. So we, so I shot for a little while before I got to the beach, and then I go to the beach to shoot, and I'm in a tent, and Saeed is comes to interrogate me because he doesn't trust me, and you know Naveen, and I'm in the middle of a tent. And I just had this moment of, oh, my God, it's like, you know, <laughs> But somehow I managed to, like, keep it together and got to the end of the tape. But, like, yeah, it was surreal. It was the biggest show at the time. And I'd been watching it for two years. Everybody was so welcoming and so gorgeous. I mean, that's, that's one of the lovely things about it. Like, it really was, even though it was such a big show. Yeah. And I was nervous to join. Once I got there, the nerve just left because everybody was, so very welcoming. They were a lovely, lovely cast. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. All right, that's good. I just wanted you to at least hear that. I thought it was funny, and um, I think she called us old. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm I think kidding. she did. That was funny. I thought that I was think funny. She did. Like, when I talk to young people, they don't know what it is. <laughs> Gold or so old, I guess. But but anyway, I don't know. She was really nice. It was it was a really good conversation, but. Um, I thought that was funny, and you could tell she was she was a fan uh, watching it. But anyway, I I just put the whole um, the whole video up. It was like I think 14 minutes, but it, I decided not to edit it and just put the whole thing up. But uh, most of it is about the bay. But if people want to watch it, it's it's on the YouTube channel and on on the site. Yeah. Right, and of course, at the time, I intended to do your the trivia thing, so I am sorry that I ended up not able to do it. I would have liked to. Uh, you guys have fun. And see how it went. We had fun. It was really really very hard. It was really hard. Yeah, you think it okay? much much harder than we expected. Yeah, I know. At least yeah. I didn't have to embarrass myself. That's my problem. Like, officially, 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 we placed third, but technically we placed second. It is, it is believed that the winner was cheating their ass off. Um, nobody could have had that high a score, and the quiz master thinks they were cheating. Uh, it was one person, and they knew oh. things that like that. Like were crazy things to know, um, uh, but yeah, we had a good time. Um, how many? I should ask though. How many groups was that out of? I hope more than like four. <laughs> Only six. six. I think we were third out of six. Oh. Yeah, it's not yeah. usually attended. No, that, yeah, I'm sure you guys did good. If I did better than I would have. Um, um, I'm, I'm glad. Before you, you before you jump, Jamie, I have I've now up to episode two of From. I watched second the second episode of From. Um, you enjoying you it? Let me think of it. I'm enjoying it. Let me think of it because that is a show that is being promoted as from the producers of Lost. It's funny for someone to be like, is it still relevant? And, you know, as EJ pointed out the there other day in our text that, like, yeah, it's very they're, relevant. they're still trying to call every show the next Lost. Um, yeah, it's very relevant. And that's being You know what's funny? Promoted. 12 years, late, 12 years later, and they're still looking for the next Lost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, From is pretty good. Right. I mean, the second episode, the second episode really just takes you into the second day. So not yeah. a ton. Yeah, I forget yeah. how far I am. I'm not sure. I need to, to finish yeah. it. But, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, I thought right. you'd like it. You like it then? 
I like it. It's, I, I was I was afraid it would be too scary for me, and it's not too scary for me. It's scary, yeah, but not too scary. No, I don't love horror. I'm not, I'm not really usually a horror person if it's scary, scary horror, so you're good. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I did want to mention, because it made me think of it, the whole reason I ended up missing that is um, I did the, the, the junket for Halo. I really, really enjoyed Halo. Um, I did not know what it was going to be. I didn't think it would be – I thought it might not be good because it's based on a game, but I don't know if – the story they took is from the game all, or they made some of it up. But um, I saw the first two episodes, and I, I really liked it a lot. So I'm, I'm interested to see more of that, right. and that's on Paramount. All right. Well, cool. I am all right. going to go. Um, all right. Oh, Good night. That you probably want to tell people about yours that went up with Ted Danson and Holly Hunter. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I got to talk to, I talked to Ted Danson and Holly Hunter the other day about cool. um, Mr. Mayor. Which is actually, I don't enjoy the sitcom, as you guys know, but I watched it last season, and it's a pretty funny show. Ted Ted Danson plays this bil- retired billionaire who decides to run for mayor. So I don't want to say yeah, it's like a Michael Bloomberg, but Ted Danson is pretty, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's, it's it's from Tina Fey. It's, it's Tina Fey's new show, so it's that rapid-fire, hilarious yeah. dialogue that's just like shooting bullets at you. Um, so I talked to I talked to everyone, including Ted Danson, Holly Hunter, um, and a bunch of the supporting cast. And so those are going up over the next couple of days. Yep. One's yep. up already. First Ted Danson's up. Ted and Holly are up. A couple more coming. Yep. And then I have Young Rock, Charmed, <laughs> Ryan Quantin. There's a lot of stuff going up. <laughs> the Samuel Jackson show. There's another one coming for Ptolemy Gray. Which was yeah, good. there's another Tommy Gray, and then we're gonna have the one Chicago coming too in in a couple weeks. So, yeah, lots of stuff. Yep. All right, guys. So, well, all right. I'm going to disconnect. Let me know when you're done. Um, all right, because yep. I need to get a link to the podcast, but I have okay. to wait through that. Okay. Because it won't let me. All right. All right. Cool. Well, we'll talk to you guys right. later. Have a good day. And all have right. a good day. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. So uh, Picard was the second episode. Discovery is the second to last episode, I think. Um, yeah, that was what, episode eight of Discovery. What's your fancy on this? Uh, your Your choice. Let's talk about Discovery since they're nearing the end. Um, it definitely felt like a second-to-last episode. Like, it ends on a big cliffhanger, and um, there were some things I really liked about it, and I have some questions. Like, really, my one question is, like, how does Book come back from this? Like, how does Book ever, like, how does Michael ever trust like I don't understand how the crew of the Enterprise can ever like make book their friend again. Because he tried to stop he, it in the end. I know, but he I mean, he disregarded like so much along the way. I, I, so I really like um what what Tignataro's character Reno. Reno had to say this week. Uh, like I mean I like her, I like that character anyway. But she had some really good points with him when she was trying to talk to him, right? When she says, like, you're making bad decisions out of pain and out of revenge. Which have been obvious, but he didn't want want to hear it from Michael up until now. And that's the answer to your question. 
right there. That whole thing right there, that's why that's why Michael will eventually, I mean, not right away maybe, but it's why they give Book a chance because of that conversation right there, you know? Really? Reno, point, Reno pointing out that he's, you know, it's out of pain, that he's not seeing clearly, you know? I mean, how many times has Michael done stupid shit and it worked out for her? You know what I mean? And, and everything hasn't worked yeah. out for her. I mean, let's not forget, Michael's actions got George O killed. The prime George yeah. O is dead because of Michael. Plain and simple. Yeah. Was Michael right? Fair enough. Ultimately, yes, yes. But because of the way she went about it, she got people killed. Okay, she didn't place like multiple planets and possibly like an entire solar system about to be no. annihilated, possibly, right? Um, and she didn't. Uh, I mean, book has been. I actually haven't been totally in love with where book has been going. I mean, I, I like book. I like his storyline. He. We've talked about this, that he's been a little bit too taken in by Tarka. Like, he's been a little too going along with him and not being, like, like I would hope that Book would have said, I mean, he finally says no this week, but it's kind of late, right? Um, And only, yeah. Go ahead, finish. Well, and, and only because things started going sideways. It's only when things start to go really, like, it's only when, when Reno's like, oh, by the way, he's going to create this, like, shockwave that, like, even if he succeeds, the shockwave and the, and the poisonous cloud or whatever the hell is going to happen is going to wipe out Earth anyway. And, and, and Titan and Navarre and, right, they're all going to get wiped out anyway. Um, and then Book's like, wait, what? But he, like, didn't really care that, that if they succeed, Michael's career is over, certainly, right? Um, multiple people on Discovery, like Discovery might get wiped out. Like, like first of all, why is he trusting Tarka? But, like, they'll be successful, but there was a discussion where Discovery would have less than three minutes to jump free, right? Like, he yeah. really has disregarded the safety of the person he loves and the people who are his friends. And he, he's really, I mean, it's not a great picture of Book in these last two episodes. Well, Which is to fine. be fair, you're saying they won't hit him forever. He, he did say, you know, the deal that he has with um, Atoye, he said, if negotiations go through before we're ready, we'll abort. Tarka has no intentions of aborting, obviously. But I mean, I'm not sure Atoye does credit, either, right? She's not trustworthy either. Yeah. Um, you know, once Book realizes that it's going to kill everybody possibly kill everybody anyway he immediately tells Tarka we're not doing this you know he's like you lied to me and that's you gotta remember that too book's understanding was they were going to destroy the dma and everybody was going to be fine as soon as he finds out that's not the case he tried to put a stop to it he got his ass kicked but (laughs) but he tried Yeah. yeah yeah you know i mean he was willing to let diplomacy take a shot you know what i mean I mean, not for nothing, it's not bad to have a backup plan. I mean, say diplomacy, I mean, we know diplomacy is going to find its way. But say diplomacy completely failed, you know, and and 10C was like, go screw yourselves, you know, then Book's plan is a good idea. But 
you know, that's not how it ended up because Tarka's plan is going to wipe everybody out anyway. And Tarka's like, well, that's only like a 93% chance. You still have a 7% chance, you know, I mean, he's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. I'm not sure I, mean, I unfortunately, believe Tarka's story anymore. Like, I'm not sure I, I even believe Tarka's backstory, his flashback, his, his desires. I believe like, it. Like, he's. I believe it, but Tarka's backstory didn't make him sympathetic. <laughs> like, no, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, he went See, in there as a spy is... and made friends with the guy and then actually, you know, and then did lies, you know, about things and tried to protect his friends. But he's still not a trustworthy person. Like, his backstory didn't help him. I mean, it made us understand him a little more. But it didn't help him become um, uh, sympathetic, at least not in my eyes. Yeah, me neither. And I, I'm not really buying the comparison. Like he and he and Book are partnered up supposedly because they're both acting out of love and grief, right? But mm-hmm. while while books is really understandable and sympathetic, Tarka really kind of isn't. Like, I don't really... Um, Not for his extremes. Like, it's actually very like selfish. Could, he's very selfish, but also the idea that I think he could be lying, or I don't really... I'm not sympathetic, or I don't get it. Right. Like, okay, the fact that he has betrayed this guy, but also, like, he's... Like, he's also acting out of ego, and out of... Like, he's not acting yeah. in, it's in the same way that book is acting, right? Yeah. It's no, I, I completely agree there. Yeah, no, he's taken advantage of Book's grief. Like, we yeah. saw Book's yeah. grief. We, we, we saw, I mean, Book lost his entire planet, and we saw it happen, and we've seen Book go through the motions. Tarka, we got his backstory, and while it's sad, it, his motivation is, um, is completely selfish. He wants to get this power source so he can go to, you know, wherever his friend went um, to be with his friend. But, the, you know, the people he's putting in danger to do this, and, and like I said, it's complete hubris that he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. And while he might be on an intellectual level, he is not the smartest person in the room in the overall scheme of weighing all the options. He wants what he wants and everybody else is wrong. Right, and everybody else can just die. Like he's like, oh, my friend was in danger, and and this really like hurt me and upset me, and I I need to do this thing, right? But other people can all be killed. Like like that doesn't make you a right. more sympathetic. I mean, that was that was kind of Reno's point. Like you guys are not acting out of out of love. You're acting out of grief. You're acting out of revenge. You're acting out of right. Um, anything but the idea that like I can be with my one person, but potentially billions of other people can die is really fine with me does not make you a sympathetic character, right? Right. Um, so I did, I, I've talked to you a lot about in the last couple of weeks about how I was nervous about who these aliens were and how they communicated. And we got into this thing last week and more complicated this week that they, com- they communicate through like chemicals Math. that express emotion but that also became light and math this week. And it was completely ridiculous, and yet it, it made sense within the rules of the show, right? And so I was okay with it. I, I thought it was kind of I, okay. I really I liked it. I really, I really mm-hmm. liked the way they did it. You know, I mean, you know, it's funny. We're, we're taught, you know, 
all through school and everything, you know, how important math is and math is the universal language and everything. And they actually put it to use <laughs> on yeah. Star Trek, yeah. you know, I mean, I, thought it was, I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was kind of brilliant that when you have two species that don't have the same way to communicate that because of something like math, that they found a way to communicate, not, you know, word for word, but in in a way enough that, you know, you can figure, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, charades, you know, where you're trying to act things out and get people to guess it. This was done through math because it's the only common thing they had to, to find anyway. You know, it's funny when they were trying to figure out how to respond, I was like, um, and they, you know, basically did that. I was like, you know, um, Earth plus DMA equals death. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yeah. to get them, you know, they they did that in a way, you know. But I thought that was, yeah. you know, kind of cool the way it was done, and I appreciated yeah. it because, and, you know, like you said, you and I have been talking about how, you know, is it going to be another humanoid? Is you know what kind of alien we get here? And honestly, I don't even think we've actually seen the alien yet. What the what the ten C are physically yet? Um, well, we saw their skeletons on the planet. They're like giant. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what, that's yeah. what I mean. We haven't actually seen um, the actual entities themselves, but the way they're communicating, I thought that was, you know, that whole thing I thought was really cool. It was cool. I also liked how, you know, they talked about these chemicals and the emotions they represent, and the emotions, but then they reduced those those chemicals to their molecular structure, and so it was math <laughs> plus chemistry. Plus emotion. Plus there was a whole extra element of like, right? Um, like, like the math and the chemistry are the message, but the chem, the emotion is the context of it. I thought, you know, I mean, it was cool, but it, and it was something new um, that we yeah, haven't that's, seen. See, that's what I was trying to say. It was it was different and new and and not your normal way of communicating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I, yeah, I kind of liked it. Um, yeah, there was, you know, I, I liked that they sort of took the whole, they took it all down with the, um, all those ministers on the, on the ship who have been sort of wild cards. I liked that they brought them together as a like functioning group of diplomats, like all that sort of drama went away and, and worked out well, that sort of mean guy, um, you know, became the lead negotiator. Yeah, he was like, really yeah, helpful. That's what kind of worked. Yeah, and Michael. Except for Toye. Uh, Toye is kind of the worst. Yeah, like she. I hope I, I was. There were multiple times in this episode where I thought, is she going to confess? Is she finally going to be like, okay, listen, other diplomats, I got to tell you, I I cut this deal, and I was wrong. But I mean, she's all in. She's all in right up until the end. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, she's still all in as the episode ends, right? She still hasn't come clean. Um, yeah. Even as it's all probably going to shit. Um, and thanks to her, I mean, like, I'm really looking forward to her getting, like, I'm looking forward to, like, the president, who I used to not like, but I like her more. Like, a toy needs a big smackdown and a big, you know, I'm looking forward to yeah. her. She deserves it. She deserves she's gotta it kind of. She's got to be court-martialed yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. She has to be. Um, I was thinking on like a different level. I was going to say she's got to be punished more than someone like Book does because, like, if you're going to say that well, Book yeah. is acting out of pain and like she's acting 
like, yeah, she like you're right, court martial level. Like she's a traitor. She's she, gonna. She's yeah. She's definitely gonna get more of a, a harsher uh, smackdown, as you put it, because she's military. She's part of the Federation. You know, she's she's a she's a general. You know, I mean, she's a ranking official. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so she has, yeah, I mean, if an ensign did something wrong, they'd get court-martialed, and they, you know, an, an, an ensign probably gets court-martialed and kicked out. A general has to lead by example, and your ass is getting court-martialed, plain and simple. At the very yeah. least, she's getting, yeah. she's getting knocked down, you know, to a lieutenant. Yeah, I mean, she didn't just I mean, lie, this is, this she lied huge. to the president, and she lied to all the envoys from other planets, and she yeah, acted but, I mean, against... Checked it against the diplomatic party. Yeah. Technically, it's treason. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Technically, it's treason. Um, Which I'm sure, I'm sure that the Federation doesn't have, like, the death penalty. Like, in this country, like, if you were tried for treason, you could be executed, right? But, yeah. Although, speaking of treason, we're going to talk about that when we talk about the next show. But, um, (laughs) I, it was a good. Um, it was a good second to last episode. It, we, it ends on a good cliffhanger, yeah. like potentially at the end of the show. Potentially everybody could get wiped out. I mean, they won't, right? Michael will save the day, but potentially, like bad shit is happening. One other thing that I liked um, was uh, Zora. Um, I thought that was kind of cool that she felt like something. It, you know, it's great because you know she's a computer and this you know whole human aspect and everything sentient whatnot that's been done a million times but i like the way they're doing this i like how she was like something feels off she's like but i can't put my finger on it and you could hear the frustration in her as she was trying to figure it out with Hugh, which i kind of appreciated and then once you know they they finally figured out what was going on she's like that's it that's what it was it, 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 you know it's like you and i have both i'm sure been like you know where we're thinking of something and we can't think of it, and then something happens. You're like, that's that's it. That's what I was thinking. You know, that was I kind of like that. Yeah, that was yep. done well. Yep. And on tons of shows, like a character has a hunch or has a feeling, and they play that. And right. That's a, that's a characteristic of so many of so many famous characters. Um, their ability to play yeah. a hunch, not a hunch. It wasn't a hunch that she had. It was like legitimately no. something was stuck on, like literally something was Just stuck on feeling. her back, right? Something was like something was yeah. on her that she couldn't place, and she had a. It's like going to the doctor and being like, something's wrong. And they're just like, you're fine. And you're like, no, I'm telling you yeah. something's wrong. And that's kind of what was going on there, right? right? Yeah, that's, that's um, a, yeah, that's a good analogy right there. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she bothered yeah. me less. I really was not down with the whole Zora storyline at first. And I was like, really? Now the computer's got to become a sentient AI and be a person and whatever. But I, 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 I liked her this week. They're doing a decent job with that. Yeah. Yeah. So All next right. week we're finale, so, right? No, two. We got two more. That was episode eight. Two more. All right. Two more. Good. Cool. And it, well, it's funny though because a lot, a lot of our shows are be ending. <laughs> we got two more Discovery, pod- two more Snowpiercer, and I think three more, two or three more. Well, I don't know, actually, I don't know how many Resident Alien has. Is it thirteen? We might have a couple more than I thought of them actually. But anyway, and I think we have. Three more Walking Dead, maybe, um, yeah. and then our podcast will be down to just a few of the Walking Dead for a while. Ugh. God, sorry, oh my God. All right, so all right. On to Picard. 
while I thought it was a great episode, there's not really a lot to talk about because they're now in an alternate timeline because Q changed something in the past and they're trying to go back in time. However, I did really appreciate the fact that when Picard was like, Kirk has done this stuff on multiple occasions. <laughs> so I was like, yes! <laughs> I'm glad they brought that oh, yeah. up. Yeah, um, that was funny. And I like, and I like, and I like when, when Rafi said, all right, so Mr. Alphabet, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um, I mean, you know, you're right. Not a lot happened. This was the episode when you're doing a time travel season. This is the episode where everybody finds themselves in a different body or a different place, yeah. right? And we had that whole uh, – so, I mean, a, what's unknown here is, like – I mean, in the beginning of the episode, it's not really known what Q did and why. And, like, if you've watched the shows previously, Q has sometimes put Picard into, like, a, a story, an alternate story, which, which, you know, it wasn't always a legit alternate timeline or changing time. Like, he's, he's, put, right. he's put Picard in a bunch of situations. I actually do really like the way Picard is like, oh, my God, it's fucking Q again. Get, like, I can't deal with you. I refuse to play your foot, right? Yeah. But he has a choice once again. He's like, I refuse. And he's like, oh, shit, where'd he go? Yeah. But I, I appreciate his, like, his, his, you know, on The Next Generation, sometimes Picard would engage with Q, and it was like a very bantery, test of wills kind of thing. And I yeah. really appreciate that, that 90, he's almost 100 years old on this show, right? And then he's like, like, I'm so sick of this shit. And I don't like you, and this is not funny, and like, just what the fuck, you? I'm not dealing with this, right? Like, I, I just really like that. Um, but you know although, what? I, you know what I like. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Finish. Well, no, you you go first because I was going to okay. change the subject a little bit. Um, I I kind of like. I mean, it's only being implied right now, but I get the feeling that Q is maybe dying. Um, which is interesting for a, a being that's supposed to not be ever to be dead. immortal. <laughs> like yeah. there's something because Picard says he's like I get the feeling Q's not he's not well. Like and he even started to say something to Q in, in that aspect, and Q like totally like shut him down and changed the subject. But when the group of them were talking, he's like yeah he's like something's not right. So I kind of like this. It's almost like. Um, too schizophrenic and he's kind of gone off the deep end <laughs> and he's, you know, and, and like his, his species is probably not down with this. Like he's a rogue agent right now type of thing going on maybe. So I kind of so like that's that. Interesting. I was going to say something a little similar that, I, I mean, I do recall Picard saying like, Oh, I think he was sick, but I was going to say something like, I think he was more serious this time. Like, like in the next generation, Q was always like playing a game or always trying, like Picard yeah. does mention well, this it's always a test. He d Picard does say like it was usually a test and he would never let up until we had learned a lesson. He always trying to teach us something. But it also was a lot for Q's amusement or for like, and I yeah. just get the feeling that this is a much more serious thing going on. Like maybe, like maybe Q didn't just change the timeline. Maybe Q's trying to fix the timeline. I don't know. Like it does see it does seem like Q's a little more serious about this for some reason, right? Yeah. He's not just yeah, tormenting I mean, uh, Picard because 
he's a worthy adversary. Yeah, it was always there was always some playfulness with Q, and that you don't get you don't feel mm-hmm. that here. Like they always had the very strong and harsh banter, but there was always that playful edge to Q. And like you said, he se- definitely seems a lot more serious now. Even like when we saw him on um, uh, Voyager or Enterprise, he also appeared occasionally. Yeah. Um, it was always that playfulness, and we're not getting yeah. that from him here. So yeah. it's definitely a different – something's definitely different with Q, which I think is going to play out very interestingly. It's definitely going to yeah. be a fun season. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, like I said, there's not much to talk about because, I mean, this isn't going to matter once they go back in time anyway. You know, it's just kind of fun well, seeing everybody in these different type of, you know, more volatile positions um, and seeing them, you well, know, kind of find each other. They're going to 2024, and again, we talked about right. this, and 2024 was first contact, right? In the movie where James Cameron plays that guy who first flies into space and the Rom- and the Vulcans are like, oh, let's make first contact. Uh, the Vulcans, the Romulans? Um, I think that was 2024, right, when that happened? I could be wrong. I can't but, say for sure. I mean, I could, I could Google it real quick while we're talking. Yeah, I already am. um, um, Like, they're going to a a technologically, like, almost... No, 2063. Oh, really? So it's way before first contact. Um, And that's where the diversion... So they're going back to that time, and they're taking a Borg queen with them. So, I mean, that's the big wild card of it, right? I mean, or it's a big wild card yeah. of this. Like, they've got a Borg Queen. I, I kind of like the idea how they've set this up, that they have to partner with the Borg, who have been, like, such a big bad, such a big evil ever since they were introduced, right? Almost unbeatable, although they, they, they were eventually subdued, in, at least in the Alpha Quadrant. But, um, like, that they're partnering with the Borg Queen, or a Borg Queen, I guess, and that they're going to take her back to 2024. It's not like she can, like, go put on, like, a, you know, T-shirt and jeans and walk around with them. Um, so I guess maybe she'll be set aside. I mean, she's not, look, she's not like a character. It's not like she's a character who, you know, she's not a character the way the rest of the main cast is going to be, like, out walking around 2024 and having, like, adventures or whatever, right? She's not a a known person to her. You know what I mean? Like, she's not a, mm. like, it, she's not even the original Borg Queen from the movie that was such a major, like, antagonist no. to Locutus, right? Um, so, I mean, that's, but it's an, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that you're in the mix to partner with her. Well, that's because she's Although the only really, one that they, can they give They need them her the, for the time travel. Yeah, right. that's what I was going to say. They, she's the only one that can tell them Okay, this is how fast you need to be going, and how the best way to do, you know to do it. Right. You know? They need her to time travel, and then once they time travel, they yeah. can be like, "Okay, you sit here in the shit, and we'll cloak it until we come back." <laughs> and then in the second to last yeah. episode, we'll come back, and you help us time travel back home. Which is not how it's going to go, obviously. But <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's but, the plan. But, that's the plan, yeah. at least. Yeah. I mean, it was really fun. I, 
it would have been fun to see a little bit more of like seven of nine as the president. And, and yeah. although, I mean, one thing that I'm, one reason I'm kind of glad we didn't see a lot of it is because there's part of it that felt a lot like discovery season one, discovery season one, season two discovery. Like I was like, Oh, I've seen Michael Burnham, like see her evil self. And I've seen like the whole evil federation well, yeah. from, from it, discovery. It, and had, so, it had, it did, it did have essence of, um, the, uh, the alternate, whatever it's called, the alternate universe, yeah, I, whatever it's I, called, I, but, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, the, the Terran Empire. Um, but yeah. it, the difference is these are actually our people thrown into those roles and not knowing how to act. So it's a little different in that yeah. aspect. Yeah. Like the best part, my the favorite part for me of the episode was um, uh, when Agnes – and Seven came face-to-face, and Agnes was just tripping over everything. And she's like, oh, yeah, Seven Shots. That's what we called her in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> and the husband was, like, so on her immediately. But, yeah, she – And um, do you, you know, I did not catch this. Artie caught this. That cat that Agnes was talking to was voiced by Patton Oswalt. No way. Really? Yep, I I did not wow. catch it. Artie's like he goes, is that? He's like, is that Patton Oswalt? And I said, I was like, I don't know. And I sat there and I listened to the cat for a second. I was like, good catch. I did not notice that. And I usually am pretty good at catching voices. But yeah. Artie's gonna grow up to be a TV okay. blogger for sure. Wow. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that at all. The cat was hilarious. Um, yeah. Creeped Agnes out though. <laughs> yep. But I, so. It was as much as I enjoyed seeing our characters be awkward like that. Um, it's not sustainable. We can't watch more than a few minutes of evil Picard. Oh, no. That's just not going to happen, right? And all that. So yeah, no, I like that they immediately blooped onto the rest of the adventure. Like it was fun to see, and I'm and I'm yeah. But I'm glad they're moving on to 2024. Um, That's why. And we'll. I was, I was actually surprised that the episode ended the way it did. Like, I thought it was just going to commercial, and Artie's like, no, that's the end of the episode. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. You know, the husband's pointing a gun at everybody, and I'm like, and, you know, I'm thinking it's just going to, you know, I'm thinking the episode's going to end with them going back in time, but no. Next week, they still have to get out of trouble and then go back in time. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, kind of a cliffhanger so. where they left it. Um, I had one thing I was going to say, and I forget what it was. Right before you said that about the the cliffhanger, the husband, the right before that. Hmm. I think oh, well, whatever. It's on next week. I got the cat. No, the setup. I don't know. Um, oh, I was going to talk about. You know, I was just going to mention like how the board queen. They're going to. They're going to 2024. They're going to San Francisco or L.A. Wherever they're going. Because the board queen says, what did you say? Find the LA. wanderer, find the, find the discovery. Yeah. Right? She gives them this cryptic. Is it the wanderer? It's some cryptic person they got to find. The wa- or the watcher and or something. The watcher. Find the watcher. Um, and I was a little bit like, eh, what's that? But they kind of explained it where, you know, Seven and Nine gives this piece of exposition earlier in the episode about how board queens can sense like vibrations from other universes or timelines or right they have like a temporal yeah. ability yeah, have a temporal, and yeah. so 
so, I mean, she kind of explained it away a little bit, like, because it's kind of like a prophecy. Like, it came across to me as a prophecy that they're going to follow. Mm. And very much like, right. you know, like, like, yeah, like a prophecy or something. Yeah. Follow the watcher, find the watcher. Yeah, like, yeah but that's the thing with the board, you know. Out. Well, that, that, that's, that, is some, that is something they've mentioned before because they, because they have a hive mind their minds actually stretch into other realities because of the similarity, yeah. you know, because, because the Borg are all the same in, in the realities. That's why they, right. their mind kind of, because of the hive, it kind of breaches those, those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling the watcher might be a character we know. I would put good money on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to predict that, but, um, because it's 2024, yeah, I would, I would, but, I mean... I would, I would definitely yeah. play that bet. Mm-hmm. So... All right, well... Um, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah, I was done with Picard, but... So I finished uh, the 30 uh, Expanse book tonight before the podcast. You did? So you're yeah. done? You're done with the whole No, the Expanse. third book. I, oh, the third no, book. I, thir- I finished oh, third the third book. The third book. The third out of nine yeah, books. All right, book. so you're a third of the way through, yeah? yeah? Are you still yeah. as um, enthralled? Still as good? Yes. Yes. Book book three, though. Book three was kind of more fun reading because I wasn't sure everything that was going to happen um, because this is where the show kind of diverges. The season three of the show is very different. Uh, not, I don't want to say very different. Like, all the same stuff happens, but it's different in the aspect of who is where and who is what. Like, um, Michio Pa is in the book as opposed to – uh, drummer being with Ashford. Drummer hasn't even been introduced in the books yet. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. So, Michio, yeah, all the stuff you see with Drummer in season three happens with Michio. Um, Bull is actually oh, wow. in in book three, whereas we don't see Bull until later in the show. Yeah. So, yeah. And now I, I now I understand why, why fans of the books were a little upset <laughs> with, with, with what they did with Bull yeah. in the show. And honestly, mm-hmm. I have a feeling, having watched the show and reading the book now, I have a feeling that they had no intention of introducing Bull, except um, Cass Anvar screwed the pooch, and since they killed yeah. Alex, I think that's why they brought that's why they brought Bull in. They needed a pilot. They needed a pilot, right? Yeah. So you get Bull. Yeah. Oh, still on my list of things to read, but I I got a long to read list. So yeah, it's it is you know it's, it's, it is a quick read though. You know, I mean, part of, you know, part of it making it a little quicker to read because I know, you know, you kind of know what's kind of happening because of seeing right. the show. So it's a little quicker read, but it's a quick read to begin with. So I'm enjoying it, though. So Cool. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's a wrap for tonight, huh? Yes. Okay. So we're so back we'll next, do it again week next week all the same shows. All the same week. stuff. So, yep. All right. All right. right. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. Well, have a, have a good. You too, Karen. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, good night. Bye.